This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday. It's December 10th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf said Wednesday he tested positive for COVID-19 and is isolating at home. The second-term Democrat said a routine test on Tuesday detected the coronavirus. I have no symptoms and am feeling well, Wolf said in a statement. I am following CDC and Department of Health guidelines. Wolf's wife, Frances, also tested, but she hasn't received her results yet. She is quarantining with him at their home in Mount Wolf near York. Several members of the governor's senior staff who work at Pennsylvania Emergency Management Agency, as well as Secretary of Health Dr. Rachel Levine, uh, tested negative for the virus. It's unclear how Wolf contracted the virus, but his spokesperson says multiple members of his security team recently tested positive for COVID-19. The governor has been primarily at his home or at Pima over the past few months. Wolf is one of several governors who tested positive for the virus that causes COVID-19, including the governors of Oklahoma, Missouri, Virginia, Nevada, and Colorado, and then President Donald Trump as we know, contracted the virus as well. I know the governors have their annual Sadie Hawkins dance. Did it happen there, possibly? <laughs> you know what? Yeah. And they gathered for that I dance. I know, so I know. It's so popular. I wonder who asked Wolf to go. It <laughs> <laughs> was always the thing. Who Dr. Levine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Gloucester Township Police said that they're looking for a missing father and his young daughter. 31-year-old Jose Diaz and 3-year-old Leah were reported missing at about 9 o'clock last night. Police say they were last seen leaving the area in 2014 Burgundy Honda Accord. Investigators believe that they were headed to the Bronx. Uh, Jose Diaz is a black male who is approximately 5 feet 9 inches tall and 250 pounds. He has brown eyes and brown hair. He was last seen wearing a black or dark colored jacket. Uh, Leah is 3 years old. She's a Hispanic female described as four feet, six inches tall and about 35 pounds. She also has brown eyes and brown hair. She was last seen wearing a blue jacket, blue jeans uh, and tan pants. If you have any other information, you're asked to contact the Gloucester Township Police Department. SpaceX launched its shiny bullet shaped straight out of science fiction starship several miles into the air from a remote corner of Texas on Wednesday, but the six and a half minute test flight ended in an explosive fireball at touchdown. It was really cool, man. It was awesome. Yeah. It was the highest and most elaborate flight yet for the rocket ship that Elon Musk says could carry people to Mars in as little as six years. The latest prototype, the first... Make that seven years. <laughs> the first one, yeah. <laughs> equipped with a nose cone, a body flap, and three engines was shooting for an altitude of up to eight, uh, eight miles. That's almost 100 times higher than the previous hops in skimming the stratosphere. Starship seemed to hit the mark or at least come close. There was no immediate word from SpaceX on how high it went. Did you see the maneuver that it did? Yeah, it was amazing. So no. it does this thing where it flips. Okay. Preston, that's um, right out of fifty science fiction movies. Yeah, yeah. So that's exactly what it is. They're, they're doing it to test the, the you know the mobility of it and the, and the structural integrity and 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 get all kinds of other data on it. But it's it's a straight up rocket ship, a cylindrical point, and then it it turns it flips sideways and then back up. And it's I've never seen a maneuver like that. It is an before. interesting uh, illustration of how things can still go wrong. You know, for as much oh, yeah. as we know, oh, yeah. for the disaster, you know, these things can still end in disaster. Well, like this was kind of expected, though. They they kind of knew that this was going to happen. They kind of wanted oh, it really? to happen, but it's only $216 million. No, well, yet. Uh-huh. Musk well, they, had tweeted out that yeah. they got the data that they needed from it, and they considered it a success. Yeah. yeah. Right. But, I mean, they didn't want it to explode. No. 
<laughs> no, uh, uh, it was a hell of an explosion. Usually in the movies, Preston, and of course the movies never lie. But uh, when these things have done, they don't happen within the within the atmosphere. You see, the spaceships will invert and then come down that way. Uh, I don't know if that's something they've considered. Where they're doing it, but yeah, they don't have the constraints of gravity to right. worry about when to they're that around. far away. They move it in all kinds of uh, different right. directions. But yeah, th- this is uh, this was pretty cool. I'd never seen it within our atmosphere. God, uh, I'd love movements to, like that. Would you love to go see one of the uh, the, the oh setup there? Walk around. Yeah, totally. I mean, he I just want to see a launch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the entire flight, as dramatic and flashy as it gets, even by SpaceX standards, lasted just over six minutes and forty seconds. SpaceX broadcast the Sunset demo live on its website. Awesome test. Congratulations, Starship team. Read a scroll across the screen. Uh, Musk kept expectations low going into the first high-altitude attempt by Starship, cautioning earlier this week there was probably a one-in-three chance of complete success. <laughs> I have an up for Space Cowboy. I don't know if we need to do that today mm-hmm. or not, but there's been a lot of a lot of stories that have come down this week. There. Yeah, and I just that was did one it. We can probably say it. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I'm proud of you, though, for putting that in Thank there. you. Yeah, he loves it. If we don't, if we don't get to it, did you see what's uh, visible tonight? It was last yes. night, and Northern Lights. Yeah, tonight as tonight well. Too. Oh, it's wow. going to be a little clearer tonight, so um, if you weren't able to see it last night, maybe tonight. Yeah. All right, let's do sports this morning. Oh! Veteran defenseman Fletcher Cox voiced his support for quarterback Carson Wentz a day after rookie Jalen Hurts was named the starter for Sunday's game against the New Orleans Saints. Cox stood by his recent uh, Twitter activity in which he cast a vote for Wentz by liking a post, asking users to retweet for Hurts or uh, like for Wentz. Carson is my best friend. He's my guy, Cox said. I've always had his back since day one. Jalen, he's my teammate also, so you've got to support whoever is in there. It's the NFL, and we understand that things happen. It sucks for a guy like Carson to be put in that position because it never just comes down to one guy. There are 11 guys on the field. The annual rivalry game between Michigan and Ohio State has been canceled because of an increase in COVID-19 cases over the past week within the Wolverines program. The decision was made after conversations with medical experts, health department officials, and the university administration. And Duke coach Mike Krzyzewski called on college basketball to consider, consider whether it's best to continue playing during the pandemic, saying, I would just like for the safety and mental and physical health of players and staff to assess where we're at. The five-time championship winning coach said he wasn't sure who exactly was leading basketball and that the plan for everyone to start on November 25th wasn't well planned. Many players won't be able to go home and visit family for holidays, Krzyzewski said, arguing that this is a time that they should do that for their mental health. And that's the hat for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. We'll do what we, we can do for your mental health this morning. <laughs> um, I don't know if that'll be um, <laughs> counterproductive or not. Yeah, but we'll just find out. With it a little more. We'll just do what we do. And uh, we welcome you to a Thursday morning. We're on the brink of a weekend. As I said, the weather's getting better just in time for a couple of days off. It's yep. fantastic. I'm very happy about that. Uh, we have a Word of the Week prize that we give away tomorrow. And guest-wise on the show, we have Snooky on the program. <laughs> yeah. I remember when we first read the name Snooky. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And we have audio of it somewhere. I said, and someone named Snooky. <laughs> Snooky. Yeah. Snooky. And it was like a few days before we found out the pronunciation was <laughs> Snooky. Uh, and, of course, from Jersey Shore fame. And she's got a podcast she's promoting. So we will talk to her a little bit later on. Go figure that she would end up the most responsible of the lot. It's yeah, seems that way. Yeah. It is bizarre because she was kind of the wild child when yeah, it yeah, all yeah. started. 
Uh, so she'll join us in the 9 o'clock hour. And other than that, we got some things to give away and stuff to talk about. So we'll do those very things. We'll take a break. Come back in a second. The Entertainment Report, The Stupid Question, uh, and more. So don't go far. We'll be with you. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Acme is continuing their commitment to getting through this new normal together. And that means everyone's health, well-being, safety, and satisfaction, yours and their employees, continues to be their number one goal. They're keeping your essentials in stock. And that includes your New Year, New You foods. Keep an eye out for Acme's large selection of USDA-certified O-Organics and Open Nature products featured exclusively in Acme Isles. Find great food you can naturally feel good about at Acme. Fresh foods, local flavors. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So the stupid question, a $50 Carabas Italian grill dining card is what we're going to give away. This is an interesting one. I saw this in uh, a... um, documentary one time about this film the movie die hard yes bruce willis's role was actually offered to who first 215-263 wmmr let's see if you can get to it it was uh uh if you can get it correct it was uh it was much earlier than you might anticipate so die hard's the role bruce willis you know john John mcclain was originally offered to who first 215-263 wmmr birthdays on thursday december 10th include kenneth Brana, the actor, writer, director, turns 60 years old today. He's entrenched in the Marvel Universe. He directed the first Thor movie. Yeah, that's yep. right. That's right. Yeah, they wanted uh, to give it that... Um, Shakespearean that sort vibe. of thing. Yes, yeah. and that's what he excels at. He's the guy to go to, so uh, he turns 60 years old he's, today. He's also great in Dunkirk, Preston. Uh, who was he? I... I it, I haven't seen it in a while. He played the German singer in the nightclub. No, no, he, <laughs> he, he, he is one of the British soldiers. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a soldier in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I gotta go back and watch it again. I did enjoy that movie. Uh, Susan Day's birthday today. Yeah. L. A. Law had a big crush on her, but that was, I think, when I first entered into the concept of milfdom. Because they actually had a bigger crush on Shirley Jones, her mother. Ah, very good. Yeah. Yes, of course, from the Partridge family. Yep. So Susan Day celebrates her 68th birthday today. Uh, it's also Raven Simone's birthday. <laughs> she started. Sorry, I got a little ahead of myself. I understand. Yeah, it's all good. So you're excited. I don't get to talk to people a lot. You forget how to do it. Yeah, so. <laughs> started on the Cosby show. She had her show that. So Raven uh, ended up on The View for a while. There was a point on The View, I think I brought this up before, where she was dressing as if she walked off of Alpha Centauri. Yeah. And you had all these other fairly conventional women sitting there. And uh, let's go to the bridge of the Enterprise for Raven's take on this. She wore some pretty wild outfits. Yeah. yeah we watched the uh, the pre... No, I'm sorry. The, uh, the reboot. Not the reboot, but it's a continuation of that. Okay. Story, yeah, 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 yeah. How is it? I enjoy it. Okay. I think she's pretty funny. Uh, she is. Yeah, she's very like talented. Yeah. Uh, she's 35 today. Uh, it's also Bobby Flay's birthday today, the celebrity oh. chef. He gave me the, well, us, collectively, the best advice about making a burger, barbecuing, the little oh, divot. Okay. I thought this was... okay? So, so well, I normally, I, so I turned down the music... And when I turn down the music, uh, because of, of the uh, the setup we have here, Casey normally turns it off, and then I turn it back up. And yeah. then sometimes he either doesn't or it doesn't respond, and then you get that. You get well, I was watching music. it, and I thought it was over. So when you when you potted it up the first time, I was like, oh, this song's over. I don't even have to turn it off. Ah. And it wasn't over. And I did it back it's up. It's okay. Yeah. Anyway, so he gave you advice on burgers? The divot. 
And you put the little, little in the uh, you push down in the middle of the burger, and it causes the juice to uh, collect. Yeah, and it's I mean it really is a sad thing for the city that uh, that Bobby's Burger Palace is closed down. I know you loved it because it was really good. Yeah. It was um it was my favorite burger in the city. Wow. It really was. Yeah, Bobby Flay's fifty six today. Meg White, uh, former drummer of White Stripes, so I guess the only drummer of White Stripes. Yeah, what the hell is she doing now? Because uh, Jack has gone on to do other things like the Wreck on Tours. Um, nothing. She got out of the she got out of the biz, from what I understand. So was she ever really in the biz? <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> she was a very very basic drummer, yeah, yeah. but it certainly worked. It did. Uh, the yeah. band was quite successful. So uh, she celebrates her forty sixth birthday today. I would. People say you know she's a bad drummer. No, she's not a bad drummer. She's just a basic drummer. That's all there's to it. She certainly keeps the tempo and does what does the the job what's required for the job. Forty six today. Nia Peoples. Ah. Peoples is people. Yes, <laughs> Peoples is Peoples. I had a big time crush on her. What was her first? Was it Fame that she first appeared on? What was the? Uh... I don't know. I remember her from um, uh, North Shore. That's where I first had a crush on her. Uh, but. You know what? Uh, what Very exotic was, looking. Yeah, she's beautiful. Stunningly beautiful. Uh, so she turns uh, 59 years old today. Apparently she was, yeah, she was on Fame as well, uh, Steve. Uh, then the last birthday I saw today, this is a bit obscure, Paul Hardcastle, jazz musician and composer. But I remember him from a, a, mo- a song in the 1980s called 19. It was I remember the, that. About the Vietnam War. Yes, he yeah. a bunch of uh, clips from newsreels and things. Uh-huh. Uh, but it was kind of this um, real catchy rhythm to it. So uh, he turns 63 years old. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Uh, for the film Die Hard, Bruce Willis's role was actually offered to who first? 215-263-WMMR. We're going to go to James for the answer. Hey, James, good morning. Good morning. All right, James, what's the answer? Frank Sinatra. You believe it or not, oh. yes. Hang on a second. Doobie, doobie, doo. Get your information, and we're going to give you a $50. Carrabba's Italian Grill Dining Hard. Feed the family this holiday season with Carrabba's Family Bundles featuring lasagna, spaghetti, chicken parmesan, or salmon separito. And it's available through... Carside carryout and delivery. They feed four to five people. Start at thirty four ninety nine for larger parties. Carabas Catering serves ten and up, and offers individually packaged meals. You can visit Carabas dot com for the complete menu. Apparently, the story had been around for a long time for Die Hard, and uh, it was a book. Uh, yes, yeah. And they eventually made it into a screenplay, and they wanted Frank Sinatra to be the role, but he to do it, but he was contractually obligated. Uh, actually, to get first dibs on it because he had starred in the film's prequel in 1968. Prequel? Uh, yeah, it was called The Detective, and then the follow-up oh. was going to be... The Detective is a really good movie. I didn't realize he was playing John McClane in that. Ah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if they changed the, the title character's name or not. Yeah. Okay. It's Joe Leland. And then okay. eventually, I'm just reading this now, Preston, but the, they finally got to the development in the 80s, and, and then they pitched it to Robert Duvall. And then Interesting. It, yeah, and then it ended up being Bruce Willis. For a while, briefly, it was also uh, Burt Reynolds. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Wow. All right, so there you go. There's your interesting little stupid question for the day. Uh, we're going to start with this story uh, in Entertainment Report. Uh, mega directors Patty Jackson and Aaron Sorkin are not thrilled with Warner Brothers and Paramount's decision to circumvent classic theater theatrical releases this year and release their films to streamers. For Jenkins, it's Wonder Woman 1984, and that will be simultaneously dropped on HBO Max and in theaters December 25th. For Chicago 7, 
Uh, Paramount sold uh, the film to Netflix, which opened in limited release in September and landed on the streamer in October. Most recently, Warner Brothers said that it was dropping everything on HBO Max and in theaters for all of 2021. Uh, Jenkins and Sorkin spoke to Variety and shared their perspective. Sorkin said... Uh, We're all scared that everything's going to change now. The movie theaters are basically going to become like art houses and that the films that you and I make will only be seen on streaming services. He continued saying, though, I don't think that's going to happen. I think that for 4,000 years, nothing has replaced the experience of being part of an audience, that shared experience, being in a theater when the lights go down, everyone laughing at the same time, gasping at the same time, being silent at the same time. And having the final moment of the film reverberate at the same time. I think he's right. Yeah, Patty, I think we'll get back to it. Patty Jenkins said, in this case, I think what's going to happen is some studio is going to be smart enough to be an outlier. And all the great filmmakers in town are going to go there. And the theaters are going to favor their movies. And because right now, if there are uh, studios that announce that releasing date and date on streaming is what they're going to start doing. Every filmmaker is going to head to the studio that promises that they're not going to. So that's kind of just how they feel about it. But there are some strong uh, emotions about those decisions. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Depp is seeking to overturn a damning court ruling that found a British tabloid not liable for calling him a wife beater. Lawyers for the Pirates of the Caribbean star Filed documents with London's Court of Appeal this week, asking to challenge the November verdict. Uh, that's according to online court records. Uh, it's Depp's second attempt at reversing the ruling following an unsuccessful request to appeal with the high court, uh, the same one that uh, ruled against his long-shot lawsuit. I wonder what the court costs are going to add up to be because he's been at this for a while. Yeah. What What is all this costing him? Uh, Justice Andrew Nichol had written in his ruling that the allegations, the article uh, in the article, or that the article was based on, were substantially true. Uh, Depp's legal team, however, denounced the verdict as flawed and vowed to appeal. Uh, this decision, to crip. Uh, according to uh, his attorney Jenny Afia, she said this decision is as perverse as it is ber- bewildering. Uh, and uh, you go go. Had said the judgment is so flawed that it would be ridiculous for Mr. Depp not to appeal the decision. So they've officially appealed. Yes, because what, in their decision, they're saying that a lot of what was featured in that article, the very stuff he's contending was not true, is true. So, or at least true enough for them to do the article. Yep. Uh, on Wednesday, Netflix announced a new series. It's the history of swear words starring the national treasure himself, Nicholas Cage. Perfect choice. <laughs> Uh, the series will span six 20-minute episodes and will take viewers into the intricate history of everyone's favorite four- and five-letter words. Uh, in the just-released trailer for the upcoming series, the Oscar-winning actor meticulously explains the origins of one word in particular while putting the finishing touches on the painting of a flower. Is that what we have a clip of? Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay, here we go. It is a thing of great wonder and mystery. Quivering with complexity, strength, and resilience. However, also buried within a delicate femininity. And dare I even say, naughtiness. Men have died for it. Women have moved in with each other way too soon for it. Oh, my friends, we are so close now. Feast your eyes upon the very house of life and death, the temple of sensuality. Behold! 
It also could be a cat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A slew of swear words will be examined on the series with the help of experts in uh, etymology and pop culture, historians and entertainers. Nick Offerman, Sarah Silverman, Isaiah Whitlock Jr., and Nikki Glaser are among the celebrities that folks can expect to pop up. This could be a fun, this could be a fun show. Yeah. yeah, I would like to have seen Samuel L. Jackson maybe be the host. Yeah, he yeah, also yeah. slings a few four letters or four letter words around quite a bit. Uh, it seems that the new series will be reminiscent of drunk drunk history. Uh, so I like the idea. I mean, there's a. You know, I guess a lot of words in our language have, you know, it's it's natural evolution, right? right so, yes. like, today, irregardless actually means regardless. Right. And uh, literally means not literally. It means and, figuratively. Yeah, figuratively. Yeah. And, um, you know, but, like, curse words are the same thing. Like, the word pussy um, does not derive from any female stuff. Like, uh, and I, I had to look this up myself. It actually <laughs> comes from... Like years and years and years and years and years ago, okay. um, actually, I believe um, derived from uh, like pusillus or, or it's, but something cat-like, right? Okay, and okay. it was ne- it never, never had a, ever a correlation it, with f- female genitalia. N- no, okay, never ever did. Huh. Uh, but you know, maybe over time. Because people assumed it did, it then became that. Right. And what, what, what the bulk of the people perceive the word as meaning yeah. is eventually what ends up being its definition. I think it's a, also a term of affection in England. You can pussy. refer to somebody. Yeah. Yeah, my little pussy. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, you take a word like bitch, and I mean, that's that's the description of a female dog. And he, I think even before that, more of a, uh, of a curse would have been to call someone a cur. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is a male. Look, like, uh, yeah, yeah. Or you, you, you nasty cur. Get out of here. You know what I mean? It's used oh. in uh, in Tombstone a lot. It's like a, a mangy dog. Yeah. It's oh. a cur. Okay. But then, bitch. You know, so, so yeah, these things cycle in and out of the lexicon. And Well, and... Deadwood had a, uh, a whole, <laughs> whole, they, they made it, they raised it to an art form, the uh, the amount of uh, Swearinger himself, as implied by his name. Just unbelievably unreal, and and the c word apparently was a lot more popular than we knew, Preston. Yes. Uh, so anyhow, uh, it's going to be Nicolas Cage starring in this particular show, ah. which should be pretty cool. Chris Pratt is set to star in and produce a karate comedy called The Black Belt. The forty-one-year-old actor is set to play the role of the unorthodox uncle in the upcoming flick, which details such as the, uh, with details such as the release date and casting yet to be unveiled. Uh, as per the Hollywood Reporter, uh, the film is a comedic coming-of-age story about a shy, unassuming teen boy on a quest for an expertise in karate and the unorthodox uncle who guides him along the way. Uh, meanwhile, last month, it was revealed, of course, that uh, Chris will play Star-Lord in Thor, Love and Thunder. Now, keep me peeking. Good Lord, it's going to be a long day. <laughs> I'm flubbing left and right. Uh, speaking of karate, uh, Cobra Kai is going back to the past to get ready for the future. Yesterday, Netflix dropped the trailer for the upcoming third season of the popular series based on the Karate Kid, and I am super-duper excited about this. Did you see the trailer? It quite, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I watched it a couple times. As you might expect, the trailer is loaded with action, but it also features some characters from the Karate Kid universe that fans haven't seen in a long time. So Chosen, who was Daniel's nemesis in the Karate Kid Part 2, is in it. 
And no. Kumiko, uh. who was his romantic interest, is in the sequel. Oh, no way. That's yeah. very cool. Oh, I thought she was so pretty. I agree. Oh, man. I agree. I'm excited. Uh, so those two are going to be in, and uh, the appearances in the trailer are brief and not clear what roles they will play, but it may also lead fans to wonder if Elizabeth Shue will return as Allie. Her potential return was teased in one of the episodes. I'm not going to give it away or yeah. anything like that if you haven't seen it yet, but Cobra Kai is a great show. That'd be cool if they get to that point eventually where they have those little drums with the little balls on them. I think they might have already done a little... Um, Homage to that? Yeah, yeah. So they okay. so they, they do little wink and nod yeah, moments, yeah. and I think they might have done that if I recall, Steve. Right. Hey, did you know that... Um, so in the second season, somebody dies i'm just gonna say that and but that person actually was really sick in real life and died yes. in real life i didn't know that they, oh, wow. they, they had a dedication yeah. to him at the end of the episode i was oh. i guess i wasn't paying attention to that yeah but. yeah and uh and it was, it was such a great episode it really you were researching the derivation of pussy i was <laughs> pussyless uh the trailer itself also features daniel and johnny doing something more unthinkable than daniel overcoming the odds to win the All-Valley Karate Championship, and that's joining forces to take down somebody, I'm not going to say who, who seems as villainous as ever. Daniel and Johnny are seen driving together and even putting a big hurt on some goons at cool. some point. And, Steve, there's a moment. It's brief. It's very, very quick. But D. Snyder pops up. <laughs> apparently, there's a concert with D. Snyder at oh some God. point, So, which is right in Johnny's wheelhouse. Uh, and also, there's you'll see uh, Johnny's son, Robbie, uh, appears to be in a juvenile detention center. Hawk comes face-to-face with the old enemy, Kyler, and Daniel's uh, daughter, Sam, laments on how out of control things have gotten. Cobra Kai, the third season, will be on Netflix in January. I might go back and watch the whole damn thing over again, because they're 30-minute episodes. Yeah, they're very quick. Really, really easy to consume. Uh, the greatest Jeopardy contestant of all time is being honored at the school he credits for helping him possibly become the trivia champion of all time. Seoul Foreign School in South Korea has named Jennings its 2020 Alumnus of the Year, and he'll deliver the commencement speech in June to the graduating class of 2021. It's cool. You know, he described how he collected this vast amount of uh, trivial knowledge, mm-hmm. you know, because it's just incredible to watch him work. Yeah. And because I guess he's a, he's a military brat, he ended up like a lot of times he would watch he would watch um, the game show channels that they had for the people on the base at that time, and so he would get these. He would play all the games, all the trivia based games. Remembered and those? he remembered, wow. and, and basically that's how he built up his reservoir of knowledge. The school says this is the highest honor it bestows upon alumni, and it recognizes the recipients' quote excellence in their chosen field and endeavor and outstanding services to the community or profession, as well as devotion to SFS. Mm. Jennings moved there with his parents when he was seven due to their jobs, and he attended SFS from grades uh, second through uh, senior until he was 17, graduating high school in 1992. Uh, He said, it's hard to overstate how uh, my 11 years at SFS shaped me as a person and continues to loom in my psyche. He said, I couldn't feel more honored by this award given my fond memories of soul foreign. Uh, Ken also said many times, uh, that his uh, time in South Korea led his to his desire to learn as much as possible about America and the world. And his obsession with Jeopardy, he watched almost daily with friends after school on the one channel that he got. So, do, you know, do you know it's a weird thing as you're watching Jeopardy now, Preston, you're, in your mind you're counting the days because you know it, it wraps up on 
I mean, yeah. The, the, and I've I been said, watching Alex to look for any hint of uh, of him being ill, and no. it's not there. Besides you know? a, a hoarse voice, occasionally mm-hmm. he's uh, engaged. He's as sharp as a uh, uh, as a tack. Uh, well, the producer had said, you know, he watched Alex, knowing that on one of the tapings, Alex was in tr- tremendous pain. And he said to him, that's the most incredible thing I've ever seen. Because you, yep. you would never know. It's yep. so sad watching now and just hearing, yeah. like, you know what I mean? You know he's gone. He's and, gone. He, you know, they're know. still playing the episodes. Yep. Uh, HBO has been the first run home of Sesame Street for years now with HBO Max also having first dibs on streaming new episodes before they moved to the free PBS Kids app. But if you're a grown-up who has spent the last 40 or 50 years wondering what the deal is with all those Ernie's and Big Birds and Snufflophaguses, HBO has just the thing for you, or it will in 2021. HBO Documentary Films has picked up a new documentary called Street Gang, How We Got to Sesame Street, that will cover the first two experimental and groundbreaking decades of the show with a particular emphasis on how it was all influenced by the civil rights movement. Uh, press release goes on to say that it will follow the creators, uh, Joan Gans Cooney, Lloyd Morissette, Jim Henson, and John Stone, as they create a show that audaciously interpreted radical changes in society and engaged children in ways that entertained and educated them like never before. Hmm. Uh, there's also a regular Sesame Street movie. Uh, with Anne Hathaway and Chance the Rapper, that is still in the works, but I don't know when. That is it an origins out. movie of the uh, the origins of Sesame Street, or is it just simply a sort of? Uh, I think it's gonna be like a Muppet type movie. A Muppet type movie. Oh, yeah, okay. So, uh, but but the documentary behind that, um, I'm in. Yeah, I, I'd love to see that. That's I, all that, I watched through college. That was so. <laughs> that show was so near and dear to me. So, uh, and obviously millions of people. Yes. Uh, Emily Blunt is especially grateful for her husband, John Krasinski. During the pandemic, she tells people, um, having John's support is everything because we are each other's confidant. Uh, That shared understanding has really been a very vital anchor for me, she said. Their girls, Hazel and Violet, who are six and four, uh, have helped too. She said being around little ones during the pandemic was uh, such a saving grace because uh, they would just be bouncing around the house and your job is to protect them from what is happening and make sure that their life remains joyful. Uh, that was a pretty great lifeline for John and me during the pandemic, for sure, says Emily Blunt. You know, they did really well with that uh, Some Good Good News Network, uh, sort of the beginning of the pandemic. And then I read at one point that they were going to uh, sign to a major distributor for that, like CBS Television or and whatever. And nothing. And I haven't heard anything from I think they since. ran out of good news, Nick. Maybe they did, yeah. <laughs> but I, I really enjoyed that. He did. He was a really good host, and they just they found fantastic stories. There were a lot of office reunions and references over the time, and um, and then it just kind of fizzled. I don't know what how, happened to it. How do you stay happy when you roll over every morning and see Emily Blunt there? I know. Uh, tough. So, on the Ellen DeGeneres show, Wednesday, 30-year-old Bachelorette Tashia Adams, or Tasha Adams, I'm sorry, uh, revealed why she told one suitor she was falling for him. Uh, she pointed out, I'm there to find my first love, so it was, it's, if that's what I'm feeling, then I felt like, why not say it? She's uh, so right. But I will say, after I did tell him, I kind of just looked at my producers like, whoops. 
Uh, we shouldn't have done that, but whatever, and it felt right at the time, she said. You know, they're very strict with the rules over there at The Bachelorette, uh, so I ended up watching a full episode. Oh, my God. I just watched I watched about 30 seconds of yeah. one the other day. So, uh, were you watching the same episode? They, there was this square-jawed Harvard graduate. Oh, that guy. Right. Okay. Who was, like, incredibly condescending to everybody. <laughs> he yeah. says Harvard every other yeah, word. Every other word's Harvard. I don't know if this is the Harvard yeah, 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 guy, yeah. but I, I saw a square-jawed, real stiff dude. Suit, but wearing sneakers, because he thought that made him seem like, like <laughs> I didn't he was complex. <laughs> this guy yeah. back here, Preston, on Instagram, this is the Harvard guy. And yeah. Steve, yeah, every other word is have, yeah, make Har- sure yeah. that he went to Harvard. Harvard. He knew that, yeah, right? Yeah. But, uh, uh, so the, and he was, he, he was competing or vying, by the way, the, the Bachelorette's stunning. Yeah, uh, she is. Yeah, and, and, uh, so I saw two guys right. in her. One's a regular, you know, mook. Okay. Like us, yeah. the regular guys who right. didn't go to Harvard, <laughs> and so it was a battle of the classes, and uh, who was she going to side with? And she sided with the more down-to-earth guy who didn't go to Harvard. <laughs> and it had to have been the guy that I saw because he seemed like a douchebag because uh, uh, she was... They're all douchebags. She had said something along the lines of... She was somewhat accusing him of of, uh, of being, uh, I don't know, uh, you know... Saying the wrong thing, and he was like, "Well, I I don't believe that's him. I do okay, that's yeah. him. Okay, yeah. inappropriate. Yeah. Uh, he seemed like an y- idiot, yes, uh, or not an idiot, but a, a d bag. You act as if you don't you don't get, trust me to make the decision. I hope that's not what I indicated at all. Yeah, yeah. One yeah. of those kind of guys who's so full. You know, he'd be like he'd be like um, the dad and stepbrothers. They'd be singing Guns and Roses songs in the uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know oh, yeah, in, yeah, in the yeah. vehicle. Yeah, mm-hmm. he actually looks like Blake Wexler. Our uh... <laughs> Intern that we talked to yesterday. I guess his name is Bennett, a Harvard guy. Of course, yeah. his name's Bennett. Yeah. Bennett. Wow. Uh, she is just stunning, just, just flawless. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the bachelor continues. I love it. I love you. Um, I went to Harvard. <laughs> I went to Havard. <laughs> Havardy. I went to Havard <laughs> and Yally. Uh, so do you that- mean Yale? Yeah. So that continues. Uh, Angelina Jolie is giving victims of domestic violence advice in support of the UN's 16 Days of Activism campaign. The 45-year-old told Harper's Bazaar UK the victims should talk to someone to find, try to find allies, uh, be connected for emergencies. For example, she said you can agree to a code word with a friend or family member, which tells him if you are facing an emergency. Uh, being uh, Begin to build a network and gain knowledge. Uh, she added it's... Sad to say, but you can't assume all friends and family will always want to believe and support you. Often it will be strangers who help or other victims, support groups or faith groups, she said. Above all, be careful. Only uh, you really know the danger that you are in. And until you find your support outside, you may feel quite alone. That's some sound advice right there. Yep. Who knew Angelina Jolie all these years later would be? I knew it. I always you knew did. It. You yeah. always yeah. knew. Yep. All right. Good I, on. No saw... one would believe me, Preston. Actually, <laughs> it was strangers that believed me. <laughs> I believed. You. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Uh, let's see here. Snapchat is renewing Will Smith's Will from Home for a second season. This is exciting news. The ten episode holiday edition will launch on December fourteenth. I didn't even know the show existed. <laughs> It's on Snapchat? Yep. Uh, Does anyone here use Snapchat? Ever? I do not. Okay. No. Once uh, Kylie Jenner said, uh, kind of gave it the uh, the upturned nose, I said, if it's, if Kylie's not into it, I'm not into right. it. 
She uh, she bailed on it. Show you remember she she bailed no. or she dissed Preston <laughs> oh, as the kids it. say in the mall shops. <laughs> uh, uh, Snapchat and their stock plummeted. Oh wow, Nick, you don't use it. Uh, no, no, I had it for a hot minute and then got rid of it. Um, but you, I, at this point, you don't really need it because everything that Snapchat offers, you can get on Instagram. Okay. Okay. So, uh, yeah, there will be episodes airing daily. And the first season premiered in April. It was watched by 35 million users. So. Well, somebody's watching it. Yep. Uh, one last story. Courtney Kardashian is making her debut on film. Yes! Oh, she will have, yes! She will have a cameo appearance in He's All That. Starring TikTok influencer Addison Ray and Tanner Buchanan. Now, this is the story of Mother Teresa, correct? No, it's a gender-swapping reboot <laughs> oh. of 1999. She's all that. Courtney Kardashian uh, is direct- Mother Teresa. Directed by Mark Waters. Who, who was in the original She's All That? Was that uh, uh, Man that, of Vines? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and... Um, Rachel Lee Cook? Chris Pine? Yes, Rachel Lee Cook. Oh, Rachel Lee Cook. She was... Wait. Yeah, she she's all that. The gender-swapping reboot. Yeah, Marissa knows. Pine. All right, hang on a second. Marissa? One with Freddie Prince Jr. and um and Paul Walker, and they bet that they can. Oh, turn hang on. Okay, like so yep, story. I got you. Hang on. It says here is the gender swapped reboot. I thought it meant she was pretending to be a boy. Uh, What's that, Amanda Bynes movie with uh, Tatum uh, Channing? Channing. Tatum. Yes, Channing Tatum. Um, the hell that was, was like that? a Snow she's White. A man. She's the man. She's the yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, wasn't the Snow. That was Sydney White. Yes. Oh, that was which the is Snow White. Snow White. Which I didn't know until I saw the movie until like a second time. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's grumpy. Yeah, and her, her. Listen, I watched it from the beginning. It just I came in the middle of it, and I'm like, oh, "This is a weird movie." Sydney White, and why are all these guys so short? Yeah. All right. So anyhow, uh, so yes, it will be a gender swapped reboot. Can't so wait. It will be a male in the lead, I guess. Uh, so he's all that, yeah. Instead of she's all that, it's about so, time. There you go, Rachel Lee Cook. Yeah, she was. Um, that was she was a stunner. It was kind of one of a breakout role for her. That was one of those movies where she was ugly because she wore glasses for exactly. Yeah, well, uh, not another teen movie parodies that Absolutely. excessively, yeah. and mm-hmm. they focus specifically on that movie. Yeah. And of course, she is stunning in the movie. But w- she wears bib overalls oh. and she wears glasses, hideous. and it makes her oh. hideous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's uh, get the clips. All right. I got them. Here we go. A well-respected judge faces the dilemma of a lifetime involving his son-in-law, which leads him down a path of lies, deceit, and impossible choices in the TV miniseries, Your Honor. In this clip, star Brian Cranston discusses the personality uh, that he personally relates to his character. Here we go. As any parent would tell you, your number one responsibility is protect your child. So it's gripping and it's anxiety inducing. I hope that nobody watching this ever faces that in real life, but that you can watch our characters squirm as we try to navigate through these muddy waters. I, I want her buried. A <laughs> uh, new episode of Your Honor premieres Sunday at 10 on Showtime. I heard this, this was great. Like, the mafia is involved and there's a murder. And the, the kid's son, I mean, the, uh, the judge's son, Brian Cranston's. Uh, son-in-law gets caught up in this whole thing, and, and uh, it's a- apparently really compelling. I haven't been able to watch it yet, though. They say it's the verdict meets Malcolm in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right, here's the next clip. Safety follows college football player Ray McElrathby 
as he is as he secretly it says here as he is secretly takes care <laughs> of his younger brother while attending Clemson University. In this clip, star Jay Reeves explains what the film's title means to him. When you think of safety, I can only imagine that's what Faymar felt being underneath his brother, and that's why he made that call. That's why he kept calling him. Safety does go beyond just the football position because that's a feeling we get—a warm feeling. Is there uh, some of the uh, 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 you know just improv that you have been known to, uh, been come to known as? Uh, safety premieres at uh, on Disney Plus tomorrow. I thought it was a movie about a guy who forgot to say doorknob uh, but after he farted. Do you guys know that game, Doorknob Safety? If no. you fart, oh, my God. You don't know no, that No, no, I don't. I oh, never, okay. I spent all my time fart, researching. If you fart and don't say safety before somebody else says doorknob, people can punch you until you find a doorknob to touch. You guys have never heard no, of that no. game? Played that. No. Yeah, my brothers and I played it. Yeah. <laughs> As kids? No, I never played that. Oh, man. It wasn't like a staple in my house, but uh, I had learned about it in college, and uh, people punched harder in college. It was a college game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, you know. Like at, Harvard, like at Harvard. You know. Yes. <laughs> I bet you they played safety in yes. doorknob at Harvard. Yes. So, so wait a minute. So if you fart, if you're the farter. You're the farter. You have to say safety before somebody else's doorknob. Okay, so at any time you feel the fart coming on, you just get ready to say safety. Yeah. Yeah, but sometimes okay. you forget. Yeah. Sometimes you forget. Then you, you get punched. Yeah. And man, then you get euthanized. Yeah. You have to remember to say doorknob, uh-huh. and then you can beat that person. It's too much stress until they actually touch a doorknob. Yeah, mostly well, sometimes was... people jump in and hold the farter down. Oh, yep. sure, so oh, yeah. that they can be beaten relentlessly. Yeah, yep. I mean, I grew up with two brothers, so mostly it was an excuse to punch your brother, and it's mm. legal. So, like, if you ever see a guy getting beaten up in the street, the guy says, "Yeah, it's legal." Yeah. So you can beat the piss out of somebody. If the cops come, you go. He never said safety. Yeah. That's what you say to the cops. And he hasn't touched a yeah. doorknob and he yet. hasn't touched a doorknob yet. They're actually yet. taking their head and slamming it into the concrete going, he hasn't said doorknob yet. Yep. And they will let you go. Let you out of jail. These are little things people need to know. All right. Is there anything else? Uh, anything else? <sighs> peanut butter? That's a different thing. Okay. There, there's no punching involved in peanut All butter. All right. With that, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second, and uh, we'll dive into the morning. We've got a nice, beautiful sunrise on a clear day. We're going up to about 50 degrees. It's warmer. It's going to get even warmer as we go into the weekend. So that's a good sign. We'll be right back. At 93.3 WMMR, we finally noticed it was December, and we figured that means it's time to get into the holiday spirit. And we don't just mean the booze in Bill Weston's lower right desk drawer. So listen this weekend as MMR rocks your holiday socks with blocks of your favorite Christmas tunes that rock. And we promise no carpenters or burr lives. Yes, that means you, Jackie Bam Bam. It's our Christmas Rock Block Weekend from the station that's been on and off Santa's nice list a lot. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your holidays. Maybe you missed it yesterday, but we announced the Preston and Steve Christmas Miracle will be taking place. <laughs> that's a key off of the mm-hmm. microwave. Yes, yes. Yesterday. Uh, Christmas Miracle is going to happen. Uh, we're going to do it um, in a different way because we can't uh, join like we always have at Parks Casino for this. But Parks Casino and Sportsbook is going to be sponsoring this event, and we're excited about that. 
uh, as well as our Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Contest. But you can get details at WMMR.com. We're going to do it on the air, and we're doing what we call the Pollyannabelle Edition. That's right. Bill um, just loves that. I know he does. But it's a it's a white elephant format. If you need to look up what that means, go do it or check out our website at PrestonAndSteve.com because it will explain it all. Essentially, there will be mystery gifts. And if you happen to be one of, one of our contestants, you get to choose a mystery gift. But amongst the other four people that are playing along with you, there's some stealing that can happen. Gives you more options. Bottom line is, though, you end up with a prize no matter what if you're one of our contestants. And But there's a little, little shucking and jiving that takes place uh, throughout this whole thing, which will make it kind of fun. And we'll have a chance for everybody to be a part of this if you know the show. So once again, this is a, a year-end thing that we do for our... Um, our biggest fans, so there will be a trivia element involved to get you registered to possibly be one of the contestants. So we'll we'll cover it all when we get a little bit closer. I explained it all yesterday, but it's kind of lengthy. Uh, but like I said, go to WMMR.com or PresidentSteve.com and click on events, and you can get the details for that, as well as how to win maybe a, a Miller Lite for a year. I love it. For the Ugly Sweater Contest. So that's coming up, and just to mark the date, it will be December 22nd, a Tuesday. Uh, so we'll get you on board with that. Uh, I've noticed a few things that uh-huh. I think are worth sharing this morning. It's time for the noticer. That We've is been waiting. In these uncertain times, we can always turn to the noticer to notice things we just don't have time to notice. I'm glad you mentioned. I love you, noticer. I love you, Mister Announcer. Uh, the the uncertain times because this is uh, concerning that, and I've noticed that while the times have been uncertain, people have uh, some expectations that uh, or, or some hopes that 2021 is going to be better. As well you should. And uh, this is interesting because UCLA economists say that Americans should get ready for the Roaring Twenties. Yay! Coming up. That is right. Uh, Case, you have the... Uh, you have Everybody's the heading out to the Great Gatsby's house. <laughs> the Charleston. In the rumble seat. Put on your spats and let's cut a rug. <laughs> you put on your spats. Oh, how many spats? I gotta, oh. I gotta get spats. Well, then just paint your shoes. Okay. I would hope da, that, da. that spats come back as a fashion <laughs> yes. statement in the 20s. If you don't know what spats are, go look them up. Uh, but no, UCLA economists have released their quarterly Anderson forecast. That's what they call this, uh, which notes the 20s will be roaring, but with several months of hardship first. So now they put that part in the second part of the story. uh, These next few months will be dire, of course, with rising covid infections, continued social distancing and other uh, and the uh, expiration of social assistance programs. But with a vaccine and a release of pent up demand, the next few years will be roaring as the economy accelerates and returns to previous growth trends. And people are just busting at the seams to get out. Yeah. Head over to the Great Gatsby's house. Tear it up. Uh, they said, Jump into the fountain. They said we expect a surge in services consumption and continued strength in housing markets to propel the economy forward. Prostitution, everything. <laughs> right? I, I mean, if you stop and think about what occurred during the Roaring Twenties, I mean, it was a it was a uh, debaucherous time. Well, things like gambling has expanded. Yes, into other, you remember you used to had to go to Vegas or Atlantic nah, City. Uh, that's, that's it. Uh, you can do it right now from your phone. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. 
That is absolutely correct. They just so. need to put a flashlight attachment in your uh, on your phone, and then you've got your hooker right there, too. Hey, weed is becoming legal yes. all over the country. Maybe prostitution next, Steve. Why we might, not? We might be headed down the path of the Roaring Twenties. You never know. It's time for prostitution to become legal. Uh, so... I want a chicken in every pot and a hand job in every fork. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, what a glorious... The new deal. What a glorious... Here's the new deal. Yeah, here's your new deal, 20 right? 20 bucks and I don't, I don't use teeth. That's, oh that's crap. the new deal? That's the new deal. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, the new deal, then you had the square deal, right? And yes. And followed it up with the square deal, so. Uh, you know what, though? i got to say something. Of the of the 20s, of the flappers, yeah. I thought those were the most unflattering clothing on women. Yeah. Uh, they were very boxy and unattractive. And the hats and things. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the hairstyles were, were I, I didn't, I wouldn't call that attractive, Steve. You're right. right. So, so, but uh, they were very unflattering. However, um, there was... Again, if you want to see what we're talking about as far as the Roaring Twenties, you know, again, uh, nothing shows it better than the parties at the Great Gatsby. I mean, of course, on the flip side, there was incredible depression. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. leading to the actual Great Depression. Yes. Uh, That was a Great Depression. (laughs) Steve, you know, I'd forgotten um, the years of Prohibition, right? And so I I just looked it up. It was 1920 um, to 1933. So the Roaring Twenties happened during Prohibition. Yeah. Yeah. So these Roaring Twenties coming up, we got legal booze. <laughs> yeah, we got right. legal weed. So if you stop and think about what the what prohibition did, it made Al Capone fabulously wealthy. Right. Uh-huh. It did. It did so much horrific stuff occurred from this. I've got a say. I've got an idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so it says here that uh, we expect a surge in services consumption and continue to train the housing markets, as I said, to help propel the economy forward. What Se- about prostitutes? Senior economist. <laughs> this guy's really obsessed. Leo Feller adds that the forecast <laughs> also predicts unemployment would not reach pre-pandemic levels until 2024 at the earliest. So it's going to take a while for us to work back. Uh, and the forecast shows consumer spending reaching uh, 2019 levels in 2022 but this is just a this is just a prediction to thumbnail things can you, you yeah. know listen they, you they predict know. a lot of stuff that goes wrong yep. as long as the prostitution and the uh as long as we keep and, our, and the pod keep our eye on the balls it's what that's what it's all about <laughs> ladies and gentlemen yeah as mr and mrs america retire to the foyer for their 20 dollar hand jobs <laughs> everyone's going crazy it's never been better uh, so that's according to uh, university or UC. Sis and brother want to get in on the action. Oh my God! They're far too young. UCLA economist. So maybe that'll be some good news. Who knows? All right. Let me see. Uh, you know what else I noticed? Obviously, um, shopping is at an all-time peak right now because we are headed. We're right in the the heart of the the shopping season. You mean because of Christmas? And because Hanukkah. of Christmas. And by the way, Hanukkah starts tonight. Happy Hanukkah! By the everyone. way, hi, yep, yes. happy Hanukkah. Uh, but after a 70-year run, speaking of shopping, IKEA is going to be discontinuing the publication of their printed catalog. I wonder if the printed catalog served really any sort of purpose. Maybe the, their store is a is a is a catalog. It's a living, breathing catalog. But you, I mean, there were catalogs that you could look through, and then you'd go. Did in. you use them? Ikea? Uh, yeah, I mean, at first, yeah. yeah, but certainly now, no. Now I think catalogs are an absolute waste, and I get so 
many of them. Every time I order online, they then send you a catalog. And I, I once went through them and actually uh, logged online and tried to, like, you know, unsubscribe right. from it. I even called a few places, said, please take me off of the list. And I did what I could, and I still get mounds of them. Yeah. And just, they just go in the trash. They're, and- just, they're just clutter at this point. If, if you're not throwing them away, they're just... And you know, some of collecting. them, like the, like the, I think it's the Adam and Eve. No, look, at, no, Athleta is one. I think Bloomingdale's is another. Like their catalogs are printed on like thick stock paper. And, the, the, and some the, the are amount like, of money that they make. Yeah, yeah. And, like yeah. some are thick. There's a lot in there, and I, I mean, I pull it out of the mailbox and it goes in the trash. Yeah, um, there is one that I kind of like thumbing through still though, and and I for, always forget the name of it. It's like uh, Hammer Blogger. Oh yeah, Hammer Schlammer. Yes, Hammer Schlammer. That's like that's like sharper image. Yeah, that's like just quirky, cool stuff. Yeah. Haas and Pfeffer Incorporated, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. And and I open it up, and sure enough, like the first page I turned to, I, I just went to the middle. Yeah. Is like you know the the skull cap that regrows your hair and you know all these goofy yeah. things and I do like thumbing through that. Wait, one. I handed the sharper image to Jace because as kids we used to go through all of yeah. them and circle what we wanted. So oh, I, they I were them. they were there right yeah. for, the, for the holiday season. So I handed Hammer Slammer sharper image yeah. all that. Mm-hmm. Now of course he had absolutely no idea what he was looking at, but after he went through, he circled a few things. So I was going through to see what he circled, and uh, he didn't circle it. So don't make any jokes, right. Steve. Shut up. But. Um, <laughs> They have dildos in Sharper Image. What? In Sharper Image? Yes. Look, my son ordered a dildo no, for Christmas. No, wait. The times have never been better. Vibrators, not dildos. Vibrators. Not, not oh. dildos. Yeah. What? The difference between a vibrator yeah. and a dildo is the, yeah. the vibrator actually, or I mean the dildo, dildo actually, looks yeah, like no, no, a mouth valve. Sorry. what you tell your mother you ordered, and dildo is what you tell your sister you ordered. <laughs> no, it was a vibrator, but it was like sitting next to like a woman's leg, and it was like a massager. And I was like, They call them facial massage. What, what is that? Yeah. But it was clearly. It's a dildo. <laughs> It wasn't next to her face. It was right on her thigh. And they had, there was a couple in there. I was surprised. Okay. A heated personal massager. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, looks like a, a just a straight a up. Dildo. Dude, they have them at CVS, man. You know, yeah, like, and yeah. CVS online and, mm-hmm. and whatever. First of all, Kathy, I'm calling it Hammer Slammer from now on. That's a terrific name. Uh, do you it's remember? Haymaker Slammer. Yeah, but yeah. I like Hammer Slammer. Yeah. Hammer Slammer. Uh, we mentioned that the store best last week. The best catalog that would come every year was as thick as a. Uh, as the yellow pages, and right. they had an entire toy section that you would get yeah. every year and yep. go through in circle. Sears it, was that for us. Was it okay? Yeah. Sears, yeah. the Sears catalog, the second half of it, Nick. Yeah, was was it's how Santa knew what we wanted. So the best catalog, I guess, for, for us, Steve, was like Sears for you, and and, yeah. and my brothers and I would sit at this time of year, circle them, probably maybe a couple of weeks ago, so that my my yeah. mom could tell Santa what we wanted. But um, it was great, and there was a best store in the, in the shopping center right near where I lived. It was fantastic. You mentioned the yellow pages, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take a, a side turn here for just a okay. moment because we're rewatching um, Stranger Things, and mm-hmm. obviously it's a period. You know, it's set in the 1980s. Yeah. And there's a scene where they were looking for something, and and uh, one of the characters goes and grabs the yellow pages and starts flipping through it. I had forgotten how the yellow pages work yeah. until I saw that episode. Oh, really? Because they were looking for a uh, like a steelworks or something like that, yeah. and so they knew the name of the place. Right. But instead of looking up the name of the place, he's flipping through the categories. I forgot that yeah. the yellow pages was listed categories by categories. Yeah. He's going steel, 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 and eventually finds. I'm like. 
forgot yeah. that that's how the Category. yellow pages work. Like, yeah. if you wanted pizza, you looked up, you know, instead of, you know, Domino's or whatever, you looked up pizza, hey, and yeah. then you found and Domino's then... under the pizza section. Now, didn't they at some point integrate? I, I recall that if you did have a pro- the proper name of the business, you could look through the white, the page white pages portion, yes. and it would be listed there. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's crazy that they still have phone books. Like, every now and then, I'll have one that's in my driveway that just shows up. Okay. Like, you know what I do? I, I don't have time, so I get them on Audible. Okay. And they're a lot oh, more interesting. That's, that's good. <laughs> it takes you. Smithsting. It'll take you a week to get to the one you're looking for. <laughs> uh, going back to catalogs. Yes. I wanted to ask you guys, and this might actually be a separate topic because I have one in mind in particular. Something that you saw in a catalog that you always wanted, but. Santa was never able to get it, get it for you. Oh my God! Uh, there's tons of stuff, but I can't I can't remember. Do you remember? This is a real football helmet. A real football a real helmet. Eagles football helmet. Which catalog? You never got it. Sears. Sears catalog. Yeah. Were, right. you, were you a particularly bad boy? Oh, totally. Okay. Yeah, I didn't deserve it. Well, uh, then, then it's all right. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Sears, did you happen to see Beverly Goldberg's tweet at Sears yesterday? Oh, about um, what is she? What, her refrigerator, right? Yeah, she yeah. she tweeted. She goes, um, she says, uh, uh, I don't. I'm not saying that I that I hate Sears, <laughs> but I'm just saying that if Sears is on life support, I would unplug it to charge my cell phone or something <laughs> like that. Wow. So she's having some issues. She's having issues with the refrigerator. With the refrigerator. Yeah. We should uh, we should talk to Beverly again sometime soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine was tuning into that. He had no idea who she was, but he loved that interview. You know, it's, she's uh, she's has put out the clarion call. She has like a warranty, as you would imagine. And of course, around the holidays, her refrigerator is packed with food, and and something happened with it. Okay, and she's trying to get a service person out to the house. Classic Beverly Goldberg style issues. <laughs> we got to talk to her soon. Uh, so, by the way, yeah, after seventy years, they are IKEA is is getting rid of their catalog. Uh, the decision comes as readership is in decline, and the company becomes increasingly more digital. After initially resisting online shopping, the company was forced to embrace it during the pandemic. IKEA said that its online retail sales increased by 45% worldwide last year with IKEA.com reporting 4 billion visits. Like a billion! Uh, The company has also improved its suite of apps to make discovering and buying products easier while opening smaller stores located in city centers meant to reach people uh, where they live. Yeah, my name is Swen Stallone. Uh, Swen! (laughs) (laughs) If you look into IKEA Online, Durka Durka. At its peak in 2016, IKEA says that 200 million catalogs that's less than a billion. It's less than a billion. Were distributed in 32 languages. Uh, a BBC documentary once claimed that the IKEA catalog was the largest publication in the world with more copies printed than either the Bible or the Quran. It's astonishing. Uh, the first IKEA catalog was put together by IKEA founder uh, Ingvar Comprad Sven Stallone <laughs> in 1951, by the way. Blatzen, come quick. Uh, they they will commemorate the catalog with a book launching in the autumn of 2021. Well, the difference the also, presence if you're, you're online, you can go you can go right to the sale. You know, you can click the button and purchase it, or or, or reserve it at a store. And to make you you know you you can try pressing on the page of the catalog as much as you want, but nothing's <laughs> going to happen. Yep, exactly. All right, uh, let's see what else we notice here. Uh, notice that there are a number of uh, vaccines that uh, seem to be. Uh, geared towards, you know, fixing our problem with COVID. And 
This is an interesting story that popped up. Kathy actually sent this to me. Russian officials are warning citizens to avoid alcohol for two months after receiving the country's COVID-19 vaccine. Ah. I'm Tough out. to swallow news for one of the world's heaviest drinking countries. This is the Russian, uh, the the vaccine they right. have there. So we might not have to worry about that, Kathy. I do not know. The warning came from Russian Deputy Prime Minister uh, Tatiana Golakova, who said in an interview that Russians will have to observe extra precautions during the 42 days that it takes for the Sputnik. You know, I know a lot of you can't be drinking for two months or nothing. <laughs> and I know you don't not none like me neither. <laughs> but if it helps you be COVID, then it helps me be COVID. Thank you. We can all be COVID. We can all be COVID. <laughs> By the way, if you're an IKEA shopper, I got some good news for you. <laughs> I'd like to bring out my brother, Sven Stallone. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, he was there. <laughs> I had no idea. Uh, uh, so I guess it's the nature of their particular vaccine. Yeah, that, it says, uh, uh, yeah, they should observe extra precautions during the 42 days it takes for the Sputnik V or Sputnik V. I'm not sure. <laughs> so they have to take it in space. Right. Coronavirus vaccine become effective. Russians will have to refrain from visiting crowded places, wear face masks, use sanitizer, minimize contacts, and refrain from drinking alcohol or taking immunosuppressant drugs. According to Anna Popova, the head of the Russian Consumer Safety Watchdog, uh, she said it's a strain on the body. Uh, If we want to stay healthy and have a strong immune response, don't drink alcohol. So I don't think it's like if you drink alcohol, it's not going to work. It's yeah. going to negate it, but it's it's, it's because, recommended. Yeah, it's because of the immune system. Because, yeah. like it said, it's putting a strain on your body like any other vaccine, and so you want to try to stay as healthy as possible so you yeah. don't get it during that time. Uh, according to the Wealth, Hork, uh, Wealth, World the Wealth Hork Organization <laughs> recommends the people of Russia not drink. I'm in touch with the World Horror Organization every day. Wealthy whore. And, and the wealthy whore organization says you must refrain from anything if you're immunocompromised. <laughs> I'm surprised you could say immunocompromised. <laughs> Russia is the fourth largest consumer. Isn't that funny? And yet I can't say spaghetti. <laughs> I did! Um, Russia is the fourth largest consumer of alcohol per person in the world. First? Uh, uh, no, who lists the first? I don't. It doesn't uh, have I'd the be curious. list. Yeah, I'm because not... you figured traditionally Russians are the big imbibers. Well, would it be Ireland? Mm, Keeping with the stereotype, and I can say that I'm Irish. Hey, yeah. dude, it might be us. Who the hell knows? Yeah, 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 it's possible. Booze yeah. is quite popular in the uh, everyone's drinking booze in the states. <laughs> uh, okay, I have to. I have to include this story. I wasn't going to put it in the noticer, but since we've had visits from Stallone this morning, unintended. Uh, I thought I would pass this along. I got this from a listener named Mike Marut, uh, Marcucci. And uh, he said, not sure if you guys are aware of this, but Jackie Stallone, yes, the mother of Frank and Sylvester Stallone, uh, has a deep interest in rumpology. I thought she passed away. Um, you know what? I don't know. You, it, Nick, can she you did, sh- yeah. check on Jackie Stallone? Okay, so but apparently she had a deep. This was part of her uh, her belief. She rumpology is apparently she was an astrologer, and you check the butt of an individual to learn about him or her and tell their future. I'm worried about this fight. 
can you read my butthole? Uh, she <laughs> stated that this practice had been present right from the ancient times. In the ancient times. And had been performed by Babylonians, Romans, Indians, and also the ancient Greeks. So we're checking the bumps on the exterior, or are we uh, probing? Not like the butthole. I yeah, think. we're doing I the butthole. Oh, the hole. Yeah, so she, yeah, she, hmm. she passed away this year in September. Uh, so, yes, uh, even though she had no solid evidence for the claims that she made, mm-hmm. there are a lot of individuals who have approached her uh, to know about their futures. Uh, she yes, was I was wondering if you could read my butt. <laughs> already quite a well-established astrologer due to which her clients had uh, believed her predictions. She was uh, she was into all this stuff. Her, her main thing was the astrology. I, I had not known that the rumpology had become a thing for her. According to Jackie, the left side of the buttock represents the past and the right side represents the future of an individual. And her readings had been quite accurate, according to her. For and her what clients. does the middle represent? <laughs> Poop? Yeah. It, it represents the present, man. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I don't know about uh, buttology or rumpology yeah. or whatever, but I had reflex- reflexology done on my feet one time. Did you have a good result? Oh, my God. Yes. I, I was literally high afterwards. I had not in, in, ingested any drugs or anything like that, but there was it was the best massage I've ever had in my life, and well, I those, walked out of there on cloud nine. Those charts, are, listen, that stuff goes back, you know, 1,500 to 2,000 years, yeah. uh, that reflexology, the basis for that stuff. So, And, and they're, they're on those charts... You press this area, and you're going to feel it. And you sh- did you know? Did you have that reaction? I did, and you guys know how skeptical I am yes, about yeah. all these types of things. And it just it, whatever it did, it triggered some reactions in my body that made uh. me feel like a very different person. See, if people that call themselves reflexologists, though, because yeah. I had it done, Nick, and I, it was so stupid to me. Really? But listen, I don't know. Was she not that good? Like that's right. yeah. kind of what I'm thinking. Maybe she didn't get the pressure points or whatever. Because if you had an experience like that, like I'd like to try it again. But to me, it was a waste of money. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, and I found it enlightening, and I would definitely do it again. And, and this was it was um, a massage therapist who works in the like the um, art museum district downtown, you know. And it was it was he's that's what his business is, but it it was incredible. Kath, I've had it before too, and it just ended up nothing being a foot massage. Yeah, like I was like, I do like foot massage. Yeah, right? done great. In fact, do you like tickle massages? When Casey, when Casey and I have traveled together, yeah. yeah, and if we get to the airport early enough, you know, they have uh, the, yeah, yeah. those massage uh, uh, spas there. And Casey always opts for the foot massage. Yeah. Like, can we get, like, a 15-minute foot massage? With that Turkish lady. At it's the, the same lady every oh, single time. Ah, yes. My friend, he's back. <laughs> hey, with the yeah. tail. Yeah. <laughs> you are on the radio. Uh, so, yeah, reflexology, hey, if it works for you, rock on, man. Go for it. Steve, uh, the highest consumers of alcohol in the world are the Belarusians. The Belarusians. Oh, yeah, okay. so that's number one. Number two is Moldova. Number three is uh, Lithuania. So all sort of um, uh, countries that used to be in the Russian Empire. Right, right. All right. uh, I noticed a couple of, I don't know if I have time for both of these, but a couple of of little exclusive uh, sessions that you can have. Uh, Here's one of them. For one night only, New York City's FAO Schwartz is letting one lucky family stay overnight in the toy store. (laughs) So when we were uh, growing up in New York, part of the the, the deal with the pilgrimage was, you know, from the island into the city for the Rockefeller Center tree uh, uh, and the... uh, uh, all the stuff, you know, all, all the Macy's and to see Santa, but FAO Schwartz was like, oh my, it's like visiting Mecca. Uh, it's part of a special promotion with Airbnb, and the store will give one family the opportunity to roam the aisles of toys and explore mazes of candy 
without any crowds around. Yeah, um, you're not allowed to open everything, right? <laughs> well, the question is, can you... Right. It's kind of like dangling a, a prize in front of your face. And I would imagine they you. will leave stuff out for you to play with. Okay. Yeah. You know, um, Do you so get a couple things? The overnight private room in an apartment experience is only available for one night, December 21st, and the online lottery will launch at noon on the 15th via the Airbnb website to win the experience. The winners also get a free shopping spree. Uh-huh. Okay. And the All store right. has now been outfitted with uh, lounging and sleeping areas. Um, and it also adds, FAO Schwartz adds that if it becomes necessary to cancel the overnight stay due to the pandemic, they will offer guests a $1,000 coupon and FAO Schwartz store credit. Didn't even know about FAO Schwartz because we didn't really have them around here. There might, what, maybe there was, was big one. Big your first, uh, uh, was, big, was the movie Big your first? That uh, was it, yeah. yeah. So around here, Kitty City, Toys R Us, and KB Toy Stores were right. the one. I, I don't know if there is or was one. And King of Prussia, but I didn't know about FAO Schwartz until big. Well, FAO Schwartz, and the cool thing was that this, uh, this its flagship store is that they always had stuff out for demonstration that you could play with. And okay. I mean, that was, that was you know, and if they had Transformers, they had a, an eight and a half foot Transformer there. You know, it's always amazing. Yeah. I, th- they were known for their displays. and um, They are known for their displays. Okay, so in the movie Elf, that's a department store, right? That's, yes. That wasn't FAO Schwartz. It's a, a takeoff of uh, Macy's. Okay. In fact, I think they actually have an outside shot of Macy's, but they use a different um, cream. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, crazies. Crazies. All right. Now, speaking of exclusive uh, experiences, the the, well, I we can kind of lump them together, but yeah. Uh, the Louvre Museum. Yes, Paris. another great toy store. No, it's a, it's a museum. It's huge. Enormous. Uh, in Paris, is using its most famous artwork to fill a more than $100 million hole in its finances created by the coronavirus. Special access to the Mona Lisa is going to be sold to the highest bidder. Uh, whoever wins the auction will be allowed to get close to Leonardo da Vinci's masterpiece by witnessing the annual examination of the painting. They're, they say you're actually going to get to eat chili off of it. No. <laughs> no. You're going to get to eat an entire chili dinner off of the Mona Lisa. Huh. Okay. Uh, so people say, oh, well, is that a big thing? Yes, it's a big thing because yeah. they don't let people get close to it. Yeah, normally visitors only see it over the heads of uh, crowds of people swarming around the 1503 portrait at a distance of about 15 feet, and it's behind glass and everything. Oh. Um, but uh, each year the Mona Lisa, which is threatened by a crack in it, is taken down from the wall, removed from its glass case for a fleeting check. Okay. I went and saw it um, a couple of years ago, and there was obviously a huge crowd around it. Right. And so- Mona Lisa! Mona Lisa! <laughs> no, but it was neat, and I was, and, um, I was preparing to be underwhelmed, yes. and, and I actually you- loved it. And But when I got to that crowd, I had to sort of get myself into a frame of mind where I was like... I Let had me be, through on an artist. No, I had to be really patient, and okay. I was. And I and I took my time, and I waited, and I didn't push my way to the front, and eventually I, I got up there. And then I hung out there for a little bit because I really... I just wanted to see it with my own eyes. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm a broadcaster <laughs> in Philadelphia. Please let me through. <laughs> but it took a while to find it. <clears throat> Uh, you know Did what? it? I, yeah. I, I, you figured it'd be like the no. I mean, well, maybe I went the the okay. long way. I yeah. have no idea. But like there was, you know, there was a map <clears throat> for it, and I, I was just walking through halls and halls and halls. I've been there, but it was over. It was like thirty years ago that it went. So I don't know how uh, you know the display is different than when I was there. But 
you know, within that very room, I saw other things I was more impressed with. Uh, the, the coronation of Napoleon. And yes. I think the uh, the Aphrodite, the famous Aphrodite painting is in there as well. And they're they're larger yeah. and, and uh, a little bit more ornate. Um, but, I mean, you know, it, there's, there's a story behind this, and that's what has made it it's what it is over the most the famous painting in the world. <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. So each year it's it's taken down and they they check the crack in it and some world leaders are among a fortunate few who have in past decades witnessed the event. Check on the crack, break your mother's back. Uh, also among the two dozen uh, lots that are going under the hammer is an oil canvas uh, painted by in 1962 by Pierre. And now I'm going to mess up these names because these are artists I don't know. Um, uh, Solages. Yeah, um, and uh, help held in the artist's private collection, and a bespoke timepiece by watchmaker uh, Vacheron Constantine. So I guess you, you it says under the hammer, and I mean maybe these are up close personal experiences with these particular, or you get to see it with MC Hammer. These yeah. items, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Look but, at that. <laughs> uh, you also a walk along the rooftop of the 800 year old Louvre Palace with French street artist Jr. is another item uh, that's up for auction. This is where the air conditioning system goes into the building. Um, this is our HVAC vent. This is where uh, pigeons often poop. <laughs> uh, if you uh, over here, you can see my house. Christie's hopes that the auction will raise more than a million uh, euros. For yeah, I sometimes this. come up here to take a leak. Uh, officials are hopeful of raising between ten and thirty thousand euros for the Mona Lisa experience. Alone. Okay. Um, for people who are obviously tied into this, mm-hmm. that would be an incredible thing to say you were part of this closer-than-normal exposure to the Mona Lisa. This yep. guy, uh, Pierre Soulage, I didn't know him, Preston, so I just looked him up, but uh, apparently he's the world's uh, greatest living artist. He's 100 years old. He turns, turns 101 on Christmas Eve. Wow. I can't wait to die. <laughs> Seriously. I can't take it. I can't. Right, Kathy? Right. I can't. You just can't. Nothing works. Blood doesn't flow. Life is tortured from sunrise to sunset. I wake up in the morning, I pinch myself, my eyes open, and I I say, God damn it. Here goes another one. So that'll be a fun auction item. I try to jump out in front of buses, but I'm so slow they just stop. <laughs> it just stopped. I shot myself in the head, but it's so spongy the bullet just went. Wow. So he's the world's greatest living artist. Yeah. What has he painted? He's a sculptor, I believe. What is he sculpted? I paint, I paint sculptures. <laughs> now he's a painter, engraver, and sculptor. So I paint with cement. He does it all. <laughs> I'm a triple threat. Wee! What were you going to say about him, Nick? Uh, I don't remember, but he turns 101 this year. Um, so I, if you get to do his tour with him, I guess it's kind of a cool thing, except that he wishes he was dead. <laughs> so you, just, is, he, is he actually at 101 walking around with you as you're in the tour, or do you have to carry him on your back? I <laughs> believe so, yeah. Oh, you're making it. I'm slipping. He's no. Like, he's like Put me in a baby Bjorn. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. You, uh, you get to check out an oil canvas painted by him. He's harnessed oh. on to you like a baby. And it's held in the artist's private Can collection. Can we eat now? It's the guy Jr. that you get to walk around. Oh, with. okay. Right. Yeah, he's a you. Uh, you go up on the roof. He's a French street artist. Hey, Jay. that's quite impressive. The roof, huh? Jr. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the roof of the Louvre. 
All right, and uh, that's all I'm going to notice for Aww. now, I think. Yeah, Aww. we need to take a break because we got some stuff to do. So thank you for allowing me to notice these things for The noticer you. has noticed, and now he must depart. Mm-hmm. We're going to break and come back, and we're going to get into some bizarre file stories. So make sure that you stay with us on your drive into work this morning. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR and Parks Casino and Sportsbook present Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle, the Polly Annabelle edition, and the return of the horrendous holiday attire competition, the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Contest. This year's event is, surprise, going virtual. It's basically a good old-fashioned white elephant party. So get ready to steal your way to happiness. Tune in December 22nd. At stake, some of the coolest prizes, gadgets, and gifts from our winter wonderland of clients and sponsors. Like handboards, surf skateboards, Godshaw's turkey bacon, and Jabra. Go to WMMR.com for details and online photo entry for the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Contest. Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle, the Polly Annabelle edition. Presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. It's a Christmas miracle. And 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, let's do this. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Files. And it's brought to you this morning by Robbins Diamonds in tax-free Delaware with thousands of rings and self-serve cases. Absolutely no sales tax versus the 8% tax in Philly. Robbins Delaware Diamonds. Bears are known to love honey, but nothing could have braced the owners of Bees in the Burbs for this bear attack that decimated roughly 20 honeybee hives in November. And according to Haley Holcomb... Uh, the marketing manager for the Maple Valley business, she said, we've heard stories about this happening, but never to us. Halcom and her dad uh, said that the cost to build back the combs is going to be nearly $20,000. Uh, the cost is, is Listen, bad. guys, uh, I feel terrible about what I did, and uh, I'm going to write a check. Uh, but the real pain in the law, re- the real pain, about $20,000. Uh, oh, uh, <coughs> okay. <laughs> But the real pain is the loss of a teaching tool. The Hives had been part of a partnership with Green River College to teach beekeepers best practices and to do research. During the winter months, honeybees retreat to hives and they form a cluster. They eat honey to stay alive and vibrate to raise the temperature inside of the hive. The hives attacked by bees were a part of a three-years-long project. Now, each hive... Oh, I, didn't know, um, I didn't know that. Each hive had between 80 and 100 pounds of honey, meaning that the bears ate up roughly a metric ton of honey before anyone figured it out. A metric ton of uh, honey. Yep. A pretty Ooh. impressive job given that they uh, got through an electric fence to make it to the honey. God damn, it was good, too. I've been uh, grabbing Toblerone bars since March. Uh, some boxes... <laughs> Some boxes were scattered several hundred feet away from where they began, though it's unclear how much time it took for the bears to steal the honey. How, how many bears collectively ate the metric? They, they have no okay. idea. Uh, while the loss is frustrating, neither the business or the professor seem to blame the bears. Well, yeah. uh, though to build back, build it back, they're going to need time and money. In addition to the wooden frames that the bears reduced to kindling, 
hundreds of thousands of bees were killed or displaced. Listen, I'd like to start an organization called Beehives for Humanity. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> rebuild them. We're going to get a whole bunch of the bear population together. We're going to come here and rebuild them. That's Are nice. the actual honeycombs edible as well? Yes. Okay. Uh, the, the wax is... Okay. Honeycomb's uh, got a great, great taste. Yeah. yeah. It's not small. <laughs> no, no, no. no. no, no, no. no, no, no. Got big, big taste bite. with a real big bite. Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Honeycomb's big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not, not small. small. No, no, no. Yep. Uh, now that's lyric writing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Genius. This thing is this. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. This thing is not that. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> uh, a man who became angry when he was told his direct deposit hadn't cleared yet took his anger out on the bank, throwing a heavy animal trap and concrete chunks through the building's <laughs> windows. I thought I was the only one that bought a bear, bear trap to the bank. Uh, Stephen Lee Wallace was arraigned on two felony counts of malicious destruction of property. At about 9.45 a.m. Thursday, Wallace entered the bank where he asked about a direct deposit that he was expecting to be available in his account. Wallace was told that the deposit hadn't cleared yet. Uh-huh leading him to grow frustrated and angry, yelling at employees as he left the bank. Once outside, Wallace apparently uprooted a mailbox, (laughs) tied the front door shut with guitar string, and then proceeded to bang on the front door. He then began throwing various objects at the ATM outside before picking up an animal trap with a concrete base and throwing it through the window. So let's get this straight. He had a guitar and an animal trap with him? He had at least the strings. Okay. Yeah. As a bank employees called, I'm the wandering fur trapper. called for police, Wallace picked up a chunk of concrete and threw it through the drive through window before leaving on his bike. He must have been making a delivery to Cho's. Uh, deputies found Wallace and arrested him without further incident. No injuries were reported, and the damage caused to the bank is estimated to be more than $10,000. It wouldn't have been the bank's fault that a deposit wouldn't have shown up, right? No. no. Uh, if, well, I, I'm not really I sure. If convicted, Wallace faces up to five years in prison and a fine of $10,000 or three times the value of the damaged property. Workers at an upper Manhattan Chipotle restaurant say that they have been fighting a losing battle against hordes of hungry rats. And a management team that let the infestation get so bad that four staffers have been bitten by the massive rodents. The besieged joint on Broadway near West 169th Street in Washington Heights closed to customers indefinitely late last month. But only only after rats chewed through the wiring of a computer system that handled orders. Oh, man. In the meantime, those workers are still going into the store to clean in an effort to keep the vermin at bay. Uh, They say that they've killed dozens of the rodents by stomping on them, smacking them with broom handles, dropping boxes on them, and various other medieval methods of extermination. You know, for some reason, vermin are attracted to chewing through wires. Hmm. Uh, Melvin Polino, who is a three-year veteran at the store, uh, said it really started to take a toll on us. He was bitten by a rat last Friday while cleaning. He said, we're all scared. It's pretty common wow. that some of my coworkers will just start screaming out of the blue, <laughs> and we don't know what's happening. Chipotle is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's if- not bad. 
No, no, no. no. Uh, the rodent invasion began near the end of the summer. That employee said uh, the employee said avocados would suddenly have small nibbles taken out of them. Oh, no. <laughs> and, you just want to vomit. And workers would find holes in bags of rice where the critters had chewed through the packaging. Eventually, they discovered rat droppings in the store's basement and in boxes of food. Rats. Yep. Uh, Paulino Ruiz, another store employer, uh, said he notified management of the issues, as did other workers, but nothing seemed to change, at least right away. Meanwhile, the rats became increasingly brazen and seemed to be multiplying. Employees were forced to move avocados into the cooler, and some workers even refused to set foot in the basement for fear of a rat attack. Are you particularly skeeved out by rats, or are you okay with them? Uh, If uh, seeing them in, if if one were in my house, it would freak me out. Yeah. Yeah, because they're very invasive. Exactly, yeah. but outside or something like that, no. They like don't... on the on the open prairie. Yeah, they wouldn't they wouldn't bother me. Uh, the first employee was bitten in October, but the store remained open for at least a month until another rat chomped the hand of the store's general manager on November twenty third. After a closure of a few days cleaning, the store reopened, but workers were still afraid of the rats, which had apparently grown fat off the constant <laughs> supply of food. Well, that's good food, too. Uh, but I believe they're closed down now. So right. Closed due to rats. Yep. And there you go. <laughs> that is what I have in the bizarre file at this point. Jeez. Hey, we have a new Daily Rush video. Really? Yeah. It is called, How Many Holes Do We Have? <laughs> the description says, Do pee holes and nipples count? Uh, inquiring minds want to know. Those are good, legitimate questions. So you can now watch it at PrestonAndSteve.com, sponsored by Punchline, Philly Fishtown's first comedy club, restaurant, and bar. Two other quick things. Um, we're going to have uh, Beverly Goldberg on. Yay! So you had mentioned, I forgot who it was, Ken. Yeah, case, yeah. Uh, that she had tweeted something <laughs> out about Sears, and uh, <laughs> we had tweeted back to her, and apparently she is uh, she's up for coming on the show. And, and we will take, obviously, we'll be neutral because I, I'm a fan of Sears. This is where America shops. But she definitely, I think, has a legitimate issue. If you want to hop over to her Twitter, Twitter page uh, to get up to speed on the ongoing battle of the refrigerator and Sears, uh, you can find out the backstory. And Beverly Goldberg, of course, the mother of Adam Goldberg and, of course, the television show The Goldbergs, which takes place in Jenkintown. Yes. Uh, she is featured in it. Adam is, he's, he's the writer, he's the guy. So in case you didn't know the story behind The Goldbergs or you haven't seen it, Beverly is the uh, the maternal lead in that whole. Troop. She's arguably the star of the Goldbergs. Yes, yeah, I agree. So, uh, so the uh, the show uh, is based on her. Uh, Wendy McClellan. I always mess up her Wendy name. Wendy McClendon Covey. Thank you. Yes, plays uh, Beverly Goldberg, but we get the real deal on man. We do. She's uh, great. Yeah. So we'll talk to her in a few minutes. And then the other thing is, I have what we're calling a seat. For a virtual screening of the movie Greenland with Gerard Butler. Do you know what this is about? No. It's about a, um, it, it's a, like a, a disaster, it's a comet heading towards Earth, a planet killer. Okay. Yeah. It's not just a travelogue of Greenland. Yes, yeah, it's here. A family fights for survival as a planet killing comet races to Earth. Um, so if you'd like uh, a virtual screening of this, we'll take five callers right now, 215-263-WMMR, and we will set you up with that. It's going to be on the 15th at 7.30 p.m., by the way. And it will be on demand everywhere on December 18th. So we'll take five callers and we will get you. We're going to be back in just a moment. Don't forget as well, Snooky on our program today in the 9 o'clock hour. We'll be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. 
The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So uh, Casey had pointed out that uh, Beverly Goldberg had an interesting tweet on social media. I thought it was funny. She was complaining about her refrigerator. Yeah. I, I was on it. You know, she posted earlier. Yeah. It began with a Kenmore. Yeah, so and, I didn't uh, know exactly what she was referring to. I right. just saw the... Um... The compressor had gone out. Oh. And then you followed up with the, the most recent one, which is um, she is... She's not happy with Sears. Mm. And, so and, and we were talking Sears. But, but um, um, Sears, you know, for me, I said, I lovingly spoke of Sears and the tradition, perhaps perhaps something can be brokered. Yeah. Perhaps something can happen here to, to bring her comfort because uh, I, we, we do feel her pain in these tweets. So Marissa had tweeted back to her to see if she would come on the show, uh, and she wrote back, sure, going for a walk, but waiting for the weather to warm up. Cold here, around 40 degrees. <laughs> So we got a weather update too. Oh, yeah, yeah, which is nice. And she's in Florida, maybe. Nah, well, she was. Maybe she's. Uh, maybe she's down the shore now. Let's find out. Yeah, let's find out. So uh, the the mother of the Goldbergs, the mother of Adam Goldberg, and of course is portrayed on screen. Yes, uh, but uh, in the Goldbergs, please welcome the real Beverly Goldberg. Yeah, to the show this morning. Good morning, Beverly. Good morning, and I am in Florida. Okay. okay. All right. So yeah, my into the thirties this morning. Yeah, my mom lives in St. Petersburg, and she was telling me how cold it's been there. Oh God. Yeah, I am. I'm like layered up, but I am going to go for a walk because it's sunny and beautiful. Okay. And we're supposed to warm up to the seventies today. This I want to see. Because then I'll have to switch off from uh, heat to air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> it's the big, it's the, the big conundrum. People forget how it, it can yeah. get really chilly down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but fortunately, and, none uh, of the houses are built for it. So. Oh yeah, they're not. <laughs> uh, just let me say, in preference to the, in reference to this, my refrigerator is four years old, and last year I spent a ton of money repairing it. I mean, this is what is called a dud. Yeah, a dud. And I love Sears because. Starting in the 1970s, uh, when I first bought my house in Jenkintown, I did an entire Sears kitchen. Yes. And it turned out so well that they put it in their brochure as a sample kitchen for the 1970s. Wow. Yeah, wow. And uh, I had like the first Corian countertop in America. (laughs) I remember. Yes. So let let me tell you something, Beverly. Uh, Honestly, Sears... 
uh, you know, they say where America shops, and for years that's where we'd go visit uh, Santa Claus. He was in the furniture department in Huntington, Long Island, and we had all the Kenmore stuff as well. We were right with you, and the legend, like, Sears is the home of the, the diehard stuff and stuff that lasts. And now you, so you've been used in promotional material for Sears, and yet you're left with this conundrum here. Of this refrigerator. Well, horrible. Let me just say to begin with, you know, I used to, I, I even got Barry to buy all their products at Sears too. Right. But um, let me just say that uh, you can't reach anybody. Everything is outsourced to Timbuktu somewhere. <laughs> I actually had one young man that I spoke to in the last couple of days say to me, you Americans, a refrigerator is really important to you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? This is a guy who's, who's outsourced from Sears. God. I said, what? I said, what? I said, where are you? And it, you know, it reminded me of that line from uh, Slumdog, uh, Slumdog Millionaire where the kid says, I'm down the road from you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Okay. So, all right. No where, where Where does it stand right now? Okay. No one speaks English. Then... I carried on so much on social media that they contacted me directly. And a woman calls me, and of course she's a Chinese. <laughs> she said, I'm in Oregon, and I'm thinking, yeah, and I'm in Disneyland. You know? <laughs> uh, at any rate, she was supposed to so-called help me. This was back on Monday. Right. So uh, meanwhile, the computer has been changing my appointment for them to come out. And uh, and fix this. So in the meantime, my husband Stan started carrying on. Let's go for God's sake. Let's go buy another refrigerator, put it in, and if they fix this one, if they happen to fix it, we'll put it in the garage. Of course, I already have a refrigerator in my garage, so that would make three refrigerators and one house for two people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that is overkill. I understand the sense of frustration too, oh my God. especially. So- and, and Barry is yelling. Barry was making fun of me yesterday. He called me up. He said, Mom, my microwave is broken. What can you do about it? You know. <laughs> well, let, let, let me ask you. Are they wholly unaware of, of you know, who you are? I mean, and you, you're oh, not. I told them. Okay. I, told them. I, even, I even asked for Adam to help me. And Adam said, Mom, you think this is all I have to do? No, I'm not helping you. You could handle this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I, I commend you for at least trying to play. Listen, you went through the proper channels. You made the calls. You did the deal. It wasn't like you, you, oh, you played the Goldbergs thing. How about for my blood pressure must have been through the roof. I made so many phone calls. And, you know, always in the past when I complained about American Airlines, they called me and they fixed it. Yeah. And then when I complained, uh, you know, about uh, Schwab that we were hacked, they called and they fixed it. I mean, this company just doesn't give a, a damn. I don't know who's in charge there. Are the computers in charge? What happened was I had an appointment originally for them to come out on the 10th. So I called. I said, do you have anything earlier? They said, yes, the 9th. So they give me the 9th. The next thing I know, I get a message. You have no appointment. So I called back. They said, oh, we couldn't get you the 9th. So we canceled the 9th. We canceled the 10th. And the earliest we can come now is the 11th. I said, what? No. <laughs> Uh, it is so uh, we were talking about this you can have the difference between having a customer for life is making sure that you get somebody out there as quickly as possible and do that and you've had i mean the fact that you were featured in promotional material for sears hmm. and if anyone is listening now who has any connection to sears who could facilitate something quicker because listen i still believe in sears i still i have too many fond memories 
of my time visiting Santa and shopping at Sears and, the, and all that stuff. I, I think where America shops can step up and help Beverly Goldberg. Well, let me just tell you that I could have bought, we had, I had bought online another Sears refrigerator to replace this. And when all this commotion started, my husband made me cancel. We went over to Lowe's and bought a Whirlpool. See? I, I just, I can't hack it with them. I mean. It's, uh, man. and there you I go. Paid, I paid a thousand dollars extra to have this Whirlpool. Wow. But it's worth it not to have aggravation. Yeah, sometimes and, uh, you got to move on, you know. And then, there, of course, there was a little problem over at Lowe's because they forgot to give me my 5% discount. Oh. And I'm there arguing with them. And wait a minute. My husband is like, I'll let it go. I said, it's a hundred and some dollars. I'm not letting it go. Well, you, you, I'm sorry, President. Go ahead. I, I work hard. I yeah. work hard to get my discount. And, yes. and you should. If it's offered and it's and you're entitled to it, you should. Hey, Beverly, I wanted to switch gears for a moment. Today's the, uh, it's yeah. the first night of Hanukkah tonight. Yeah. And what was, what was that like when, when, uh, when Barry and Adam were kids and, and you guys had Hanukkah? Was it, uh, were they excited? And, and, uh, and, and you can tell us a little yes. bit about that. Uh, of course, Adam made fun of me that I would give him gifts like socks and things like that, which uh-huh. is sort of true. But um, I'll tell you something funny. Uh, Adam, you know, my, I have young grandchildren with Adam, and I sent them uh, about three or four years ago, I sent them uh, each seven gifts for each night. Mm-hmm. And my son gets this box, and he calls me up, and he said, are you kidding, Mom? You do know that I'm a minimalist, and so is Sarah. We're minimalists. I said, they cannot have seven gifts for each night of Hanukkah. They get to pick one thing each. So my granddaughter, Mag, uh, I won't say her name. My yeah. granddaughter gets <laughs> on the phone, and uh, she was very sweet. She was about six years old, and she said, Nanny, why can't I have all the dollies? Why do I have the rest of them? To the poor people. <laughs> oh. So he's well. That's a very nice. It's a yeah, very nice well, lesson to learn. Lesson, yeah, that's the lesson that Adam wants to teach them. That you don't get like seven gifts for each night. But my kids actually did, and yes, they got things like socks and stuff like that. That that let me. It was the eighties. I mean, after all, it was the eighties. What did you expect? Let me yeah. tell you something. When I was when I was growing up, I, I and I remember this clearly. So uh, my, my friends, my Jewish friends, Randy Kostanowitz in particular, he would get rocking gifts for eight nights. Really? I mean, he would get, he wouldn't get the socks. He got some major stuff. And I'd be like, Mother, these these guys are getting eight days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, but but now would it crescendo? Would on the final, on the eighth day, would they get some real some real solid gifts, Beverly? Well, Adam, Adam is still talking about when he was bar mitzvah. <laughs> Uh, he took his money and he went over to Elliot's uh, toy store on uh, in Jenkintown and bought this um, robot for a hundred dollars and comes home with it. And I said, "Back it goes. You're not spending hundred dollars on this crappy, you know, robot." Uh-huh. So Adam just told me it was collectible and it's worth in the thousands. Oh! <laughs> what I am dying to know what that was. We'll have to find out from him. You have to find out. Better we should have bought like stock in like Yahoo or, <laughs> or Apple. <laughs> oh, yeah. that. We had to buy like some crappy toy that my son, you know, forty years later thinks is thirty years later thinks is great. Hey, who, but, who um, when, when he when he got his wanted, my father used to give them um, 
my father used to give out to the whole family silver dollars, and I think I still have them somewhere or other. Okay. I just have to find them. I'm not Those sure might have appreciated. Yeah. Let me ask you, who gave who gave uh, him his, uh, who gave Adam the, the, the video camera? Was that for the... Uh, was that Hanukkah no, or birthday? Or? it wasn't given to Adam. Uh, the story, and I told it last night, I did this Zoom thing for the JTC. Um, <laughs> uh, the story is that uh, my mother... Uh, was diagnosed with acute leukemia and was not doing well. And I wanted video footage of her. So we bought the camera. It was one of the first cameras, and Adam discovered it. And actually, after she passed, I had like three tapes of her, and Adam actually recorded over one of them. He did an episode about it. Yes. And I was heartbroken. I was so heartbroken, and I cried for a week, and he felt so badly about that. You know, uh, he recorded something over it but that's you know when we got this camera i mean adam uh was uh the you know the day i found out i was pregnant with adam i found out my mother was dying so he was pretty much young he was like mate my mother lived for five and a half years so he was busy he picked that camera up at maybe four or five and started recording stuff so how much how many i mean obviously the, the the great thing about obviously when adam was you know directly connected to the show was this this the fact that you'd have these videos that he'd recorded how much did he ever give an estimate as to how much how much in the way of video time he spent recording the family oh he would set that camera up and leave the room okay <laughs> So our entire life, we were like that TV show that where they like followed the people around. Yeah, and uh, you know he loved to record his brother. Oh, he loved to record his brothers fighting. He, that was like a big thing. And then when they would turn around and see that he was recording them, uh, you know they would like chase him and like yell at him and throw pillows at him. But he recorded every single thing, and um, you know it's it, it's funny. I'll tell you a funny story. The original. Um, uh, tape that he made uh, that he sold the show to yeah. ABC and they were all fighting over and everything. Four minute trailer had one scene in it where I'm yelling at Barry in the kitchen and Barry leaves the kitchen and Adam is there with a camera recording. He's making faces imitating me. So I was in to see <laughs> Jeff Schwartz, my ophthalmologist, you know, uh, recently. And uh, Jeff said to me, you know, Bev, that scene in the original trailer where Barry's making faces, he said, I was standing next to Adam as he walked out of the kitchen, Barry. <laughs> and I thought to myself, boy, did you deserve to get yelled at by your mother? That was pretty obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hey, so you mentioned you mentioned Jeff Schwartz, your ophthalmologist. We actually uh, have uh, James, your butcher in Jenkintown, who's on the line right now and wants yeah. to say hello. So let me go to him. Hi, James. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, so wait a minute. You were you were uh, Beverly's butcher in Jenkintown? Yeah, back in the days, down at the Jenkintown, back in the eighties, like early eighties. What uh, what, what butcher shop was it? Oh, that was Acme Market. Oh, oh at Acme Market. Oh, I love that guy. <laughs> How you doing, Beverly? Do you remember seeing me at the China Garden Inn until the other year? Oh, yeah. Do you remember one time at the Acme? I'll never forget this. Uh, they missed Mark. Some of the meat they had oh, like, yeah. steak for like twenty nine cents a pound, oh, and people were like loading their carts. <laughs> I was very nice. I only took two of them because I didn't want to like seem like a pig. Wait a minute, the actually was running after everybody, saying, "No, it's a mistake." 
<laughs> James, you remember that incident? I remember it well. It was a riot, man. It, we got wiped out. We're like, what the hell? It was like, <laughs> <laughs> was like and some lady, not me. Some lady was arguing with say. She had like 50 of them in her cart. Exactly. <laughs> you have to give it to me at the price that's marked. You got it. She was going to court. <laughs> hey, James, was was Beverly a, a regular at your meat counter? Oh, we knew Beverly Sue. She pulled in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> she was I used the, to she bring was my brisket in, and they would slice it for me at the deli. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I remember the first you know, time I met you. I, was, I didn't always buy it at the Acme, but I would fudge and say I did. Oh my God! So Beverly, you would you you would buy your brisket from somewhere else. You would cook it and then take it to Acme, and they would slice it for you. Oh yeah, oh, yeah they were nice. <laughs> they were nice. She that's said. Yes. that's she great. I could all, I could buy, say, I would gonna... buy the brisket maybe like a Baderwood meat, and um, then they wouldn't slice it for me. So I'd go over to the Acme where I say, please, 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 I need it sliced yeah. for James like dinner, and they were really good. They were J- good guys. There. James, what was the story you were about to say? Oh, when I when I first met her, I just went down there in the Beta Wood as an apprentice, and the, the girls go in the deli go, "Hey, come out and wait on this beautiful blonde for us." <laughs> so I go out there, I'm like, "Yeah, what can I do for you?" She goes, uh, "Doll, I like my I like it sliced super thin." And man, did I have my arm, I had my right arm, I had a huge bicep. <laughs> <laughs> when I got done with her order, she, she everything was perfectly said. It was great. Uh, so yeah, so you called your doll. Wait a minute, I like I like the beautiful blonde part. Now <laughs> <laughs> I, I got some meat over down at the Jersey Shore about three weeks ago when I was there. Yeah, I uh, you know. And the guy waiting on me said, are you single? And I'm thinking, I said, honey, I'm 77 years old. Yeah, I'm single. <laughs> 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 All right, James. Said, You're really good looking. I said, I love you too. <laughs> James, thanks for the call. We appreciate guys, it. Guys, great talking to you guys. Definitely you take care. Tell Stan it's like, all right. All right, I will. I will. All right, oh, nice wow. that's awesome. So, Beverly, what's on the menu for the for the mm. for the Hanukkah festivities? Well, tonight, you know, I have been like cooking in since March, mm. and with the exception of maybe four meals that we did down at the Jersey Shore, I haven't really gone out anywhere. Right, you know. And um, we went to Chef Bola down at the Jersey Shore twice, so I have to fess up about that. You know, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I'm fr- uh, friendly with uh, Louise, the owner, because I used to go in 1980-something. <laughs> um, um, anyway, Be- I'm making Aki tuna tonight. Ooh, okay. Uh, Beverly, how's your, how's your Kugel? You got good game in Kugel? Well, I'm not doing that. It's carbs. I'm trying to cut back. I gained weight with this COVID. I'm really annoyed. <laughs> Everyone uh, did. Yesterday, yeah. yesterday, I baked up a bunch of banana nut chocolate chip muffins and <sighs> a cake uh, mm. to bring in because uh, I'm going to a Shabbat dinner tomorrow night for Hanukkah. Okay. One of my friends is having it, and um, we're invited. So I'm not really doing traditional uh, Hanukkah dinner tonight. Of course, we're having ahi tuna. Uh, which I understand is high in mercury, but I don't care. We like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm telling you this. I, I When we get the opportunity, hopefully, to, to meet you in person or have you come into the studio, uh, we're, we're going to try to commission you because I want to try the legendary shrimp parm. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I have. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. You know, I when my refrigerator went, I was freaking because we had just gone to Restaurant Depot. 
uh, I have a wholesale card to get in there because of my cookbook. Right. And I have 10 pounds of shrimp, jumbo shrimp right now in my freezer. I was freaking. It was the day after we get this huge order for like $600 from Restaurant Depot. Yeah. You know, because I'm not, we're not going out to a restaurant until this is over. Right. I, 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 you know, I just don't want to take a chance with anything. I haven't seen my kids in forever. And that's, I really resent that this is happening at this point in my life. I mean, I don't have that many years left and I really don't want to spend it inside. No, there's a lot of people who absolutely agree with you. And it's, it's, you know, but just, just take it at least we're, we're, we're further away from the beginning and closer to the end. There's light coming. Yeah. 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 And that's how I feel like I've been really good now. Uh, here at my club in Florida, it's pretty isolated, but people are all over each other, and I don't get it. I really <laughs> don't. I wear a mask everywhere, and yeah. you know, when I'm careful when I'm out. So this is why I was freaking when this fridge went out, because <laughs> I had all this food. I had. I imagine making shrimp parm for like 50 people and just leaving a doggy bag <laughs> outside. You know, you just I, like I, shrimp parm. It's like it's a new holiday tradition. Or you, instead of getting visited, you get shrimp parm at yeah. the door. No, I, I listen. I you're there. I went. To, I went to Costco for the cheese part of it because I intended to make some. So uh, I need have a lot. Stuff and I have have everything stuffed in a little refrigerator in the garage here, which is my backup. You know. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I don't know. You know, it's just this is just crazy. I remember years ago when I had my Sears refrigerators that they had a rule that if your refrigeration broke, they were there within 24 hours. Yeah, I remember that. And we, we would everything we had from our, our refrigerator to our washing machines and everything. It was all to Sears. And they that, that's why people did it because of their service. Well, I did have a service contract with them that was up last January, yeah. but their new contracts are so complicated. You have to pay like $50 a month, and then if they come out, you got to pay for that service call. And I figured, oh, my God, this is crazy. Now, the the one they're coming to fix, if it's the compressor, that's covered by the company okay. for 10 years. So, well, we, we hope that's yeah, the case. We, we... Them, I'll, I'll pay the labor charge. Just yeah. put it in. <laughs> We ho- we hope we've incited somebody, maybe someone listening. And get, if they get in touch with us, we'll t- we'll turn them your way and and see who. You I don't know. know. Are people are people listening in India? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah, we have, we've yeah. had some people around the All world doing it. You never know. Maybe you know somebody's listening in Qatar right now. So I want the, yeah. I want the guy that that said refrigerators are important to you. No, and I'll stick it to me. Huh? Yeah. Where do you live? Right. Where do you live with a swing two over your head? You know? Yeah. Since about 1900, they've been important to America. (laughs) Do you know, I want to just tell you that on Twitter, somebody said to me last night, and I think they they said they were from Europe, that we are a third world country. We don't have this and we don't have health care and we don't have this and we don't have that. And that we are a third world country and we're the laughing stock of Europe. And I really was upset with that. I haven't responded to the guy, and I'm not sure what to say exactly. Nothing really, Beverly. You know I mean, what? They're, they're looking to troll you. They're looking, and and, yeah. and people like that are—they've got nothing better to do. Uh, you know, listen. You're 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 you're. Remember this. You're the hot blonde, yeah. A. That's you make right. a killer shrimp parm, mm-hmm. and you're going to have sure. a wonderful Hanukkah, and that's all that matters. And that guy doesn't speak well, for everybody. I don't have my kids better do, and I'm saying this now because I know Barry listens to you. <laughs> Um, uh, you better call me with that Zoom call. I don't want to hear the kids are studying for finals <laughs> and blah, 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 because it's Hanukkah. And I sent off a very nice gift card. Mm-hmm. 
Ah, okay. all right. Uh, but I was told by Adam to make it a small gift card, Amazon card. He doesn't want his kids having too much. Uh, so all right. Oh, well, that's that's uh, that's, that's cool well, to hear that, that. Barry would say, Barry would say, send them more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've you've raised some wonderful sons. You have. I mean, if if, if that's Adam's goal is to make sure that, that his kids have some perspective, even though he's well, very very you know he's doing very well successfully. That's what I deal with all the time. Eric's kids will give me back the gift card and say it's too much money, nanny. Thanks anyway. Okay. Adam says uh, not much, mom. And then Barry says, when are they getting their gift card? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. But uh, he also he also worries, you know, that it's too much. Don't, can you afford this? Don't do it, blah, blah. But it's my pleasure. And if Murray were here, he would say, go ahead and do it. Mm. Uh, I know that he would. My It's my one regret. And on holidays like this, I feel badly that um, he's not here to celebrate all right. this stuff with the grandchildren and do you want to know? You want to know something though. You think about this, Beverly. I mean, he is he is known to the country. His, you know, the, the yeah. obviously their perception of him, but there is a loving perception of him from the show, and you know, and a lot of the stories connect through, obviously in tone. So, what a great legacy you have! These wonderful kids who've oh, yes. grown up. He would love. Yeah. That he's known for sitting on his ass. <laughs> 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 Excellent. So he would say. What I took you out and played ball with you, and I ran and I slept you to <laughs> hockey games, and I did this for you, and I did that. I, that's what he would have to say. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah. Would. I mean, but I, uh, that being said, I have to tell you, one of my friends one time said, our house down at the Jersey Shore, uh, everybody passes by on Atlantic Avenue, and they used to say to me, we would know your home because we would see Murray's head sitting on the porch. <laughs> <laughs> There's comfort in that. There's comfort in that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Very cool. Did a lot. Yeah. I used to yell at him. You move from one chair to another. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> Excellent. Well, listen, Beverly, we just wanted to check in and, and hopefully the, your, your fridge problem. Okay. We'll get taken I, care I gotta of. Go, I got to move my rear end out of the house now and do a nice hearty walk. All right, you do that. Time. But happy Hanukkah to, to yes. you and the, and the family and everybody. Uh, and we you. we love talking I with you. lighting my candles tonight and hopefully doing a Zoom with my family. All, All, right. Right. All right. Well, thank you, Beverly. Good to talk to you. We'll, we'll chat soon, Good okay? Talk. All right. You guys stay safe and stay healthy. All right. Thank you, Beverly, guys. Yeah. Beverly Goldberg. She's 100% authentic. She's 100%. 100%. She's a talker, too. Yeah, I love I, that. I, I love that about her. Uh, a couple of people texted in and said, um, uh, what was his name? James from uh, Acme yeah. is a combination of Gary Lauer and Lou. Oh, yes. my God. Together at the same time. Gary Lure. Gary Lure. You know, though, a lot a of times, of and you'll know this for years, the, the butcher at the supermarket you yeah. know, you had a good relationship with him. Oh yeah, I mean, he was oh, the conduit. Well, they listen because <laughs> we, we had a friend you're who get. was who was a uh, a fishmonger at, yeah. at our, and she would save yeah the good cuts for that's us. That's what you and do. That's what butchers do too. Yeah, uh, yeah. My mom's got a great relationship with her butcher Ed. 
yeah. over at um, uh, Roy Tweedy's. Ed's a listener of the show. He's probably listening right now. Ed takes care of my mom when it comes yep. to like Thanksgiving. Gets her bird for her. Yeah, yeah. but she's always it. had that with uh, with the people at Roy Tweedy's. I love that stuff. Yeah. I love yeah. that those you know because that's uh, that's again they got a you know good cut of meat or whatever. You know, yeah. like you say with the fishmonger. They yeah, it's these little relationships that you have. I, I have a question, Kathy. Do you talk on the phone like that? Um, I, I just. What do you mean, like what? I, I, and as I'm listening, I was listening to the interview. Yeah. I, I basically, yeah, I, I was a, uh, I was a listener for the last. Like going 20 into minutes. a story every time, a, like some it seemed like it was brought up, wrapping up, and then nah, it just continued on. She knows what she's doing. She, yeah, she's good. She, yeah. she probably didn't remember uh, <laughs> the butcher, and she went right into an Acme story mm-hmm. that he could relate to. She's good. She knows right. what she's doing. But I just wasn't sure if like people have. Like a lot of people have phone conversations like that anymore. I know, press you and your 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 wife will talk to her girlfriends on the oh, phone. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, I talk to yeah. my friends on the phone so for hours. How long will you talk? Like, for- well, it depends on who it is. I mean, there are certain people that I will stay on the phone with. My best friend Elisa, you guys know. I mean, her and I can talk for hours on the phone. We talk every single day. There's some sort of update on something, um, and yeah. And then there's other times where I'm like, all right, I don't have anything else to say, and she's like, mm-hmm. all right, see you. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well. It. No, nah, the uh, I hear the long conversations and, and then a long pause, long pause, and and I've, I've because there there are sometimes when I've been brought into a conversation because I need to contribute a little tidbit yeah. or whatever. So Rochelle will put it on on speakerphone, and oh, yeah. and then I get stuck there. You gotta go, and then I I, I do the, the Homer Simpson <laughs> fading into the uh, the shrubbery <laughs> thing, but uh, but yes. there will be yeah you know the the conversation will seem like it comes to an end and there'll be a pause and somebody will just go yeah. You know what else I noticed? Was, uh, <laughs> oh, that's my 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 wife and her uh, my sister in law uh, Mary, and then they're 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 thick as thieves, but they'll have those kind of conversations that go on. Yeah, and, and, and well, so and you if, know those people. Yeah. like you like I'll see my phone ring, or or I'll know you know I have to call somebody back, and yeah. there's a specific amount of time that you have to leave for certain people. Like you know it's going to be a longer conversation, so don't call quickly if you got to pick the kids up from school or something like that. There's got to be extra time. If there's that. More than two second break yeah. in the conversation. Then it's all right, man. It's good talking to you. I'll talk to you later. That's I mean, that's that's thing, my cue right? to who's, wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. That's how who's you, the, yeah. who's the one person you will have lengthy phone conversations with of your friend cluster? Uh, my best friend Steve. Steve. Okay, yeah, we'll we'll because we'll, we we only talk uh, once every few weeks, and so we'll we'll spend some time. But that now with FaceTime, yeah, you know, you grab a beer and a cigar, oh, yeah? sit outside, and yeah, and, 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 and you catch up, yeah, for an hour or more. Yeah, my buddy Mike will call me when he walks his dog. He walk, and it's at nine o'clock at night, mm-hmm. and that's when. He's walking his dog, so every time he calls, I will answer one out of every four calls because it's <laughs> nine o'clock, and and my line of like thinking is, man, I I've used all my words for the day. Yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, even though this is my oldest friend, you know, he's my next door neighbor, and and I don't get to see him or talk to him as much as I, I would like. I'm researching the origins <laughs> of the word pussy. Yes. Please leave me alone. Please. Well, you know what? Busy. He's the reason I did. Yeah, yeah. He's the reason I did because I, you know, called somebody a, a P word. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I don't I don't use that word anymore. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, it's, it's um, you know, degrading to women. And right. yes. I was like. That's right. I remember you telling me yeah. about that. And you went and looked it up and you were yeah. amazed at its origins. Well, because he also. uh he would add a couple of words after, you know, like he would say, all right, don't be such a pussy. And 
but he would always add your whole life to the end of it, which I loved. I'm like, you know, because you're not just being a pussy now. You, you've always been a pussy. Okay. <laughs> and I love that. All I was right. like, dude, you, you were like the king of using that word. He's like, yeah, I don't use it anymore. And then so I, I looked it up, and, I, and so I was just trying to give him a reason why he could still use it. And I'm like, well, it's not, you know, it was never intended to be I got be you a- this for the holidays. <laughs> you it's can a little use document that says you can use the word pussy forever. <laughs> Look at that. I had it embossed. <laughs> It's like the Whoa. gift of the ma- the gift of the puss eye. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's like, you know, it's actually like the it's a it's a very strong uh, muscle in the you know it's the strongest muscle in the human body. I was like, okay, that's great. <laughs> Thank that's, you. Thank that's, you. That's awesome. gynecologist Pete. <laughs> okay. Um, but anyway, yeah, Beverly's one where she can obviously she can spend quite a, a bit of time talking about stuff. She's got plenty to say. I love her. She's, great, I, she's just uh, that's a great guest. That, that yeah, it's it's perfect. All right, we need to break because we have another guest coming up a little bit, and that's Snooky. <laughs> Snooky. Snooky. Uh, has a podcast. We're going to talk to her in a little bit, and uh, some more things coming up as well. So make sure you stay with us. We'll be back in just a few. At 93.3 WMMR, we finally noticed it was December, and we figured that means it's time to get into the holiday spirit. And we don't just mean the booze in Bill Weston's lower right desk drawer. So listen this weekend as MMR rocks your holiday socks with blocks of your favorite Christmas tunes that rock. And we promise no carpenters or burr lives. Yes, that means you, Jackie Bam Bam. It's our Christmas Rock Block Weekend from the station that's been on and off Santa's nice list a lot. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your holidays. We got uh, Snooky coming up in about 15 minutes or so. Snooky. Uh, which means that we have uh, a little bit of time to uh, discuss other things. And I saw that Google has released its uh, year in search of 2020. This is what, you know, we're getting into the year-end lists that pop up. Always, I like them. Yeah, I do, too. There's some intriguing Unless stuff they stink. here. <laughs> I think uh, Casey and Kathy and I got a tease of this list in our elevator ride up this morning. Oh. We get to elevator facts. And are they back on? They are back on, yeah. And so the three of us got here at the same time this morning and rode in the elevator, and they, they had one of them in there. All right, so the, our elevators, for those who don't know, have little TV monitors in them, and they uh, will post up these little... Uh, quick info. news stories yeah. and little, little it's actually kind of like nice. Yeah. You know what I'd do though? I'd gladly trade them out for windows that don't darken. <laughs> I would that, too. Yeah, yeah, I would too. Uh, you could yes. have those back. Yeah. yeah. Just give us our <laughs> our normal windows. windows. Would be wonderful. You but son of a bitch bastard. Without maybe, the black tints. Maybe yeah. it'll be a Christmas miracle. Do you think anybody knows that we don't like it yet though? We're trying. We're trying. Okay. Just wondering. <laughs> We're beating it up. <laughs> We're swinging for the fences. Uh so yeah, so there are different categories that they have these searches uh, broken down into. They have several of them which are which is kind of cool. Um so do swimsuit. The general searches all overall and then I'll break it down in category. Um, so here's the top five from Google. Uh, IPL was number five. Anybody know what IPL is? Not familiar. I didn't search IPL. Do a oh, Google search yeah, on IPL. Yeah. All right. Uh, IPL. It'll probably yeah. still be in the top five because it's, people are going to go to Ask Jeeves, one. right? It's a, a, pulse, a light pulse therapy, right? I have no idea. Light pulse, IPL. IPL, light intense, pulse therapy. Intense yeah. pulse light. Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had it done on my face. What? I hurt? knew there was something different. I know about I look you. good, don't I? You look yum. phenomenal. Right? You look something yummy. all over yeah. your face. 
Uh, no, I had a little um, a little spot, a discoloration that was really, really bothering me. It was getting uh-huh. darker and bigger. Uh, and so I went. They just did one little spot treatment. I didn't. You can have your whole face done. Pew, but, pew. Uh, and yeah, and it went away in, I would say, a week. Really? Well, okay. Completely huh. gone off of my face. And you know I'm skeptical about this stuff. It makes me nervous. What are the, you sure. know, the side effects and all of that? Um, it was absolutely awesome. I went. Did to you a, go to a dermatologist? Um, so it no, no, it was sort of like a med spa. It's called Refresh, and it's in Newtown. It was. I, I'm telling you, I I didn't know what to expect. I was nervous, of course, huh. um, and it was great. It was okay. awesome, and it completely went away. So you didn't feel everyone gets nervous. You didn't. You didn't feel anything uh, with the oh, treatment. Oh no, you you feel a little. Yeah, okay. no, you a definitely. Sting? Yeah, like almost like a like a somebody hit you with a rubber band. Okay, oh, so yeah. I don't know that yeah. I could have handled the full face. Right, but it was one spot. She hit it. I think. Two or three times, and because. I mean, when I tell you, it is you guys can't see it's completely gone. All right, it, it sounds like Peter North accuracy. Here, Nick pulled this. <laughs> is he accurate? I know he has he distance. Is. No, he's got accuracy. Right. Well, he's, oh, wow. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, he, he'll he win can you hit a, a large target. Press, okay. You saw that video of him winning prizes at the carnival. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you can use IPL to minimize or to remove age spots, sun damage, freckles, birthmarks, varicose veins, broken blood vessels on your face, rosacea. Uh, hair on your face, neck, back, chest, legs, underarm, or bikini line. Wait, That's miraculous. You, you know what, Preston? Um, and I don't know. I guess it's not in that list, but I did read that it can potentially work for people with psoriasis that have it on their nails. Okay. Yeah, which I do. Yeah. And yeah. so it made me think yeah. of you. Um, okay. Yeah. It, it's it's any type of discoloration. So like mine was a dark spot, but if you have like red spots or light spots, like it can um, it can work both ways. Well, that like vitiligo. Nothing right. works with vitiligo. I know. Yeah. I don't. I don't know, Steve. I, I can ask. No, listen, I'm Irish, so it just works. <laughs> IPL is also... I need to look splotchy to be a proper Irishman. Oh, Marissa just told us Is that it not? It's the Indian Premier League. <laughs> oh, well, that's what I saw, God. too. But Are you kidding me? We've wasted all this time about this Are you treatment. sure? Who, who the hell is searching that over light therapy? Uh, I don't think that's it. Indian I guess Premier they, League. they are... I don't know. Uh, I mean, there is are... it a soccer team? I assume. Yeah. Hey, oh, God. Kathy, is the Indian Premier no. League ever no. been on your it's, face? It's, uh, it's cricket, and... Um, <laughs> Oh but here's God. the thing: there are over a billion people sure. in India, so yeah. it's a world. That's it, what it is. It's a worldwide search. Yeah. So what? What? What are the? What's the bigger odds that it's this? Um, this. I mean, I think if you're in the, the treatment that cured you of your Cindy Crawford mole, but, or well, yes, because it is. I mean, I don't know about maybe uh, because it's worldwide. Maybe more people are uh, yes. researching that. But if you were uh, to talk about it here, I think anybody else would. But Think of the laser, not the Indian Premier League. Marissa looked it up and she said, "This IPL is the Indian Premier League." So the, it was number five. It was not well. The, okay. If you want right. to know about the laser, how about this? Number four is Zoom. Now you use that to whiten your teeth, right? Yes, That's right. right. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm seeing a theme here. It's okay. all about beauty and products. No, Zoom, obviously the uh, teleconferencing, um, you know, uh, device. Or could you imagine? If you had stock in the if company, you had advanced knowledge. say you had it in February. Oh, my God. Let's say you caused the pandemic to make your Zoom stock go up. Is Zoom uh, publicly traded? Yeah, I believe it is. I have no idea. Um, and if it is, yeah, that'd be a, that'd be one to buy in on for sure. Any, uh, so, so the other teleconferencing apps, Microsoft has theirs. Um, I forget what the name of it is. Uh, and then there, there, there are others that people use. Oh, I just downloaded the Google one. Uh, it's not bad. It's there's Google Hangouts and then there's a different Google one. Okay, yeah, here we go. The uh, it, uh, it's Nasdaq uh, stock symbol is ZM, 
And right now it's three hundred eighty-five dollars uh, and thirty-six cents per share. Oh That's my robust. God. You know- Wait, uh, and when they big. when they initially went public, it was thirty six dollars per share. <laughs> well, when was that? Uh, Two thousand nineteen. A, a year, yeah. a year and a half. It's gone up a hundred percent. Oh my! God. Or I'm sorry, a thousand percent. Investing. I it, wow. Mm-hmm. Who would have ever seen that? Well, I'm pretty you know? savvy at, at this stuff. I got out. Uh, I got out of Apple before it. Uh, yeah, before it took became off, became a trillion dollar company. All right, number three on searches was uh, Kobe Bryant. Yes, uh, so of that's uh, that a special steak or something like that for the year. No, that's uh, Kobe beef. Okay. Uh, number two, and the top two you can figure out. Number two is election results, and number one, coronavirus. Uh, so those were the top searches overall for uh, Google for 2020. Do you use? Well, okay, you use Bing, right? I use Bing, yeah. and and I, every time I mention that, people actually razz me on it. I get, I get, Why? I get. I get uh, heckled because I use Bing. I don't know, because people love their Google. Well, you know what? Uh, I, I find it to be a better search option for me for the types of, of, well, number one, it gives you a news feed story at the bottom, which is a nice, it helps me for prep work. I support you in Bing. I use Bing quite a lot. And that Google's caught a lot, of some, uh, not a lot, well, some bad press and, and things as far as their monopolistic uh, ways these mm-hmm. days. Yeah. And certainly Microsoft is, <laughs> but it, I like the Bing layout. I yeah. do like the layout. I also like when you look, Preston, as a porn aggregator, it's sensational. I want to say that Bing is Microsoft as well. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, I just, I prefer it. So, so that, yeah. yeah. Bing. Suck it. All right, so under the news category, the top, uh, top search, and a few of them we saw in this first one, but uh, Hantavirus. Is number five. Yes. I'm, I'm not sure with that. I know it's bad. Yeah. Uh, Beirut was number four. Oh, yeah. Iran was third. Election results, number two. And number one was coronavirus. Okay. So those so were similar. The, yeah. Those were the top searched items. Have you guys seen Beirut's um, af- in the aftermath no. of the the huge explosion? Is it, what's it like? Uh, decimated. Yeah. 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 But I mean, we all just saw the explosion, but, uh, you know, here it is months later. Sure. I was just thinking that uh, we almost went to war with Iran, and that was this year as well. I mean, you yeah. know, that was not that long ago. It was January that that was happening. All right. In the category of actors, uh, number five, Jada Pinkett Smith. Wow. So those that, red table red talks, table talks must are, have been uh, working for They're her. working for it big time. Number four is Ricky Gervais. Oh, probably yeah. He he exploded when he did the uh, the acceptance speech at the uh, not the acceptance. The, he was the MC of the Golden Globes. Yes, and that, that his monologue was awesome. All right, so I do not know this person. I do not know how to pronounce this person's name. Uh, Amit Amitab Bakhan. So the first name is spelled A M I T. A B H. Huh. And the last name is B A C H C H A N. So I'm not sure who that Nick you'll have Indian to look Indian film that up. actor Preston. Um okay. It just popped up on the screen. Well, why? Ago. What did he do? I don't uh, know. He might, did he pass? Um maybe he bought the Indian Premier League. <laughs> yes, it's quite possible. No, I have no or idea. Maybe he designed the company that Kathy goes to to get her moles removed. <laughs> number number two on the list was Joaquin Phoenix, probably yes. because of Joker. Joker. And uh number one is Tom Hanks. Mm. Yeah, coronavirus. Still love Tom Hanks. That's and right. He had coronavirus. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He's the big God, first celebrity. Like two years it, ago. This is the one year that seems like 10. Yeah. Um, yeah. In fact, I saw a Twitter uh, post that was like, in the decade that 2020 has been, <laughs> <laughs> what has been your blah, blah, blah. I don't remember the rest of it, but yeah, I love yeah. it. All right. Top athletes uh, searched for the year 2020 via Google. Uh, number five, Mike Tyson. Yes. Just had a fight last week. Fight and fought while high. Uh, number four, Tom Brady. Number three, Tyson Fury. 
All right, who's Tyson Fury? That's, I don't he, know. Sounds like a boxer's name, Fury. but it also sounds like maybe a, a sprinter. Uh, Tyson Fury, not really sure. Professional boxer, boxer. British. Okay. okay. Uh, number two, Michael Jordan. Is there a documentary? Oh, yes. Out about, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And Last num- dance. And number one is Ryan Newman. Ryan Newman? Anybody? Newman. I used okay. to work with him at Oxford Valley Pool. Oh, you did? Really? Oh, well, that's yeah. why. Yeah, now he okay. does uh, the yeah. light treatments on yeah. people. Yeah. He's in yeah. NASCAR. Okay. Oh, what wow. happened with Ryan Newman and what would cause his constant... It's a good question. ...searches on Google? Um, uh, yeah. They are. Invented, a, invented a system of mold treatment. <laughs> I do not know. But wait a second. Uh, uh, Kobe uh, Bryant's not in there. Yes, you would figure Kobe Bryant yeah, he would was be number two. Um, no, he wasn't. No, he was number two. He was number three on the overall searches. That is a good question. Maybe. Well, I don't understand that, Casey. Hmm. Uh, Maybe they oh, thought okay. Ryan Newman would have more information about Kobe. Ryan Newman had a really nasty crash. Okay. If you recall. And uh, he, he ended up surviving it but um was it touch and go for a while or something uh we gotta uh, all right so there i, I'm, I might be mis- <laughs> well there was another there was a formula one crash that i'm uh mistaking uh this crash with okay uh yeah but this Boom. one was was really really we're nasty. looking at yeah. video yeah, yeah. crashed yeah. into the wall and then got hit uh, and flipped and flipped but he got hit uh like um t-boned after he went sideways on the track right and um and they set okay. on fire, yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right, here we go. Uh games. Uh the <laughs> top list of games searched on Google. Number five, The Last of Us Two. Great game. Number four, uh Genshin Impact. I have not played. Number three, Valorant. Uh number two, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. And number one was Among Us. Oh yeah. Yeah, we yep. talked about that. Yep, absolutely. Concerts, uh, the ones that were that happened the most this year. Uh, number five is BTS online concert. <laughs> number four, Travis Scott Fortnite concert. Oh yeah. Number three, Garth Brooks drive-in concert. Number two is the Firefight Australia concert, and number one is the together together at home concert. Do you remember the fi- so? Th- do you remember the beginning of the year? The fires that were raging in Australia. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was this year, That seems like 50 freaking years ago. I know. So, uh, you know, when you talked about this uh, maybe earlier this week, Press, but uh, Trey Anastasio did a Friday night uh, thing at the Beacon Theater, and it was so well done. I'm surprised. How well done was it? No, I'm I'm just saying it was so well done that I'm I'm surprised that other artists and other bands haven't done something similar, which is you have this. It's essentially, it is a full-blown concert yeah and it sounds great and then you can stream it and sell it and you know i know that they're doing these drive-in concerts and stuff like that but i this... would if there was an artist i wanted to see or that i was a fan of i would absolutely participate yeah. hey by the way i just saw our, our hotline lit up which means Snooky's probably going to be coming and coming on a little bit marissa do me a favor i'm going to say this now before we get to the interview if it's as bad as the lewis gossett jr phone line yeah pass on the interview because we got plenty to talk about here. Okay. All right. I just wanted to get that out there. All right. All right. Look at you taking the bull by the horn. I just don't. It's it's a waste of time. No, you're right. It's an absolute waste of time if we if we have something that bad. All right. So here's this might be why we didn't see Kobe in that in the athlete category. Although I'm sure he should have been, but maybe they split it up for this reason. In under the category of loss for the year of 2020, I'll just say it now. Kobe was number number one, one of course, as far as the search, searches go. 
Uh, going in from five back up to two. Bill will love this because I'm somewhat going <laughs> out of order. Uh, George Floyd was most. And then a, n- a name I don't know, so bear with me on this. Uh, Shushant Singh Rajput. I don't know who that is. Number three, uh, excuse me, number three, Chadwick Boseman. Okay. Number two, uh, Naya Rivera. Yes. She had uh, drowned. Lee drowned, yeah. yeah. Um, who is Shushant Singh Rajput? Another uh, Bollywood uh, actor. So, um, you know, obviously these Google searches, uh, there are a lot of um, data coming out. There is a lot of data coming out of India. Yeah, okay. All right, he's, well then. He's young, too. Maybe on board with the IPL. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, he was uh, she, she was holding on. still hanging on She was that. holding on, man. Because I, oh, I to, honestly. You gotta see how beautiful I look. No, but to me, like, who the hell is searching the Indian, Indian Premier, Premier League? League? Like, what is that, cricket? Look at my face. It's beautiful. This <laughs> <laughs> is global, right? <laughs> uh, sadly, uh, Shushant died of uh, suicide. Oh, he was, oh God. He hanged himself so, and was uh, at the age of 34. Oh, my God. God. Mm. So let's okay. get back to happier stuff. Yeah. Okay, on to happier stuff. How about uh, most searched lyrics of 2020? All right. Uh, mm. Number five is Dynamite. Is that the, the uh, Jimmy Walker song? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, it's BTS. Let it go. Oh, it's BTS. Yeah, yeah. You're thinking of Tyler like Cruz. Dynamite. That was like good. that was like the Elliott family song, dude. <laughs> really? When all the kids were in the car together, yeah, we would put it on and mm-hmm. sing out loud to it. Yeah, Ben loved that song as well. That's Tayo Cruz, but this one's a Dynamite song, by, or this is Dynamite by right. BTS. BTS. Okay, you know I'm a member of the BTS Army. Uh, f- number four is Skechers. Oh, my favorite shoes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. Uh, okay. I wonder why. Did they come out with some like crazy shoe? <laughs> no, no, these are lyrics. These are, these are oh song my lyrics. god. <laughs> <laughs> a song. Called I'm lost oh, in this conversation. Sketchers. Uh, number three is Gooba. Why does no one understand how beautiful I look after my treatment? <laughs> Uh, Indian oh. Premier League. I want to hear Skechers. It's a Pakistani American song. Uh, oh. Marissa, it's on YouTube, so maybe we can track it down. If we have a moment to I know how it goes. Oh, okay. Skechers are great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're not bad. No, no, no. It's a trap song. Uh, oh, okay. So I bet we're going to love it. What's a trap song? Like almost EDM-ish. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, trap is like a, it's a, it's a singy rap. Yeah. So uh, Post strap. Malone is a trap artist. Okay. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. This happened? I Okay. Got him out of touch. <laughs> trap is big. All right. Uh, well, I, I like Post Malone, so. Yeah. yeah okay. Then you're going to love rock. Uh, number three is Gooba. Don't know that. Gooba. G-O-O-Gooba. That's our song sung by maternity robots. Okay. G-O-O-B-A. Uh, and it's all caps, too. Yep. Uh, number two is Savage Love. And number one is Wet Ass. Oh, yeah. dear. Mm-hmm. Or Casey word. P, yeah. P word. Uh, so that was the most searched okay. of uh, uh, 2020. What? What's uh, Savage Love? I know that. The, it was guy. the TikTok thing. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> you, you know the, da- the TikTok yeah, yeah, thing? You're so good at humming. Let's see if again. I can guess the song. Do it again, again. I but I actually heard that at the gym yesterday, and I thought, I can't believe this is still being oh. played. Like, it's just everywhere. Savage yes. love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not bad. No, no, no. I know that song. You know it. Remember? All right. Uh, so, uh, I, it was that TikTok, on TikTok dance they that have, everyone did. And every, yes. Oh, wait, wait. Here's, all right, real quick, because <laughs> our guest is on the line, but this is Skechers. Here we go. Sorry. I can stop, but I can't stop. 
Uh, fast forward in some case. Here, here we go. Hang on, hang on. Come on. There's a lot of auto tuning. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. I could get it. I think it's about the shoes, Kathy. Is it about them lighting up everything? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's my jam. That's my. Then I bought some sketches. Okay. Snooki's on the line. Oh, oh! So we got to, we need to talk to her. We're going to take a break from this. Yeah, she uh, should write a trap song about her uh, baby gear line. Well, and, and she's got a podcast and everything. So uh, it's called "It's Happening" with Snooki and Joey, which is available on Audio Boom. Please welcome Snooki hey. to the show. Hey, Snook. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Do Do you guys have a theme song? Casey was wondering if you have a you know a song in your in your repertoire. Oh, yeah, no, it's just like a random crappy song that my producer made. <laughs> okay, all right. Just a random crappy. We all use random, random crappy songs, so. Nice. Hey, Snook, I am, yeah. I'm actually a, a big fan of yours, um, and we had the opportunity to meet Wow just about a year and a half ago. She came to our concert. We have an annual summer concert, and she's a huge fan of Fozzie, so we were able to get her backstage, and I bothered her for a little bit and told her how much I loved you. Oh, that's so sweet! Thank you. <laughs> nice. Hey, so um, tell us about the uh, uh, the podcast and, and your decision to to make this happen, and 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 what it's all about. Yeah, so I do my podcast with my squirrel friend. I call him a squirrel because he looks like a squirrel. Um, <laughs> my gay best friend Joey. And we've been best friends for years now. And I feel like podcasts are like the thing now, especially with everyone home. And like they, you know, instead of watching TV, they want to listen to stuff. So we actually started our podcast, I want to say like five years ago. And then we really, really got into it recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's basically just me and my gay best friend BSing on the phone, talking about celebrities, you know, just talking S-H-I-T about everyone, and um, usually drinking wine when we do it, and it's just like a nice girl's getaway escape. So so the, the truth of the matter is that you, you have chemistry with this guy, and, and, and so if, and if people are like hardcore fans of Jersey Shore and all the iterations, are, are they going to find something here, or is it something a little bit different? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So usually all of um, the Jersey Shore fans, you know, obviously know Joey because I always I always used to bring him on the show and, you know, be a hot mess with him. So, right. um, yeah, it's just like a hot mess podcast. I feel like it's definitely a nice escape. So and for you, it's a diversion because you, you are. And I, we were saying this earlier when we were talking about having you on the show. I mean, of the collective, you know, everyone's done pretty well, but you you kind of. You sort of diversified pretty early on with, you know, product lines and things of that nature. And, and uh, so you, you, have a, you have a lot to talk about. Um, you know, like, well, let's talk about the clothing line. What, you know, what was the impetus for that? Obviously, you have three kids. Yeah, so knowing that I have three kids, I'm like, all right, I have to have all these businesses because I heard a kid to, you know, take care of them until 18 is like a million dollars. I'm like, crap. <laughs> so now I'm freaking out trying to think, what can I do besides TV? Because I don't always want to leave my kids to do TV. So I ended up starting my online store nine years ago. And then I always wanted to have a physical store. And I just jumped the gun. I literally went and I looked at a building and I and I put money down. And I was like, let's do it. And that was two years ago. So now I have two physical stores in Madison, New Jersey and Beacon. And it's basically 
you know, you just walk in and you're literally walking into my closet. There's a ton of leopards, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of sparkles, and it's just all my favorite, um, you know, all my favorite outfits that are in my closet. And my fans love, you know, love going there. We usually do VIP events and we have champagne and I help people shop. But obviously, you know, with COVID, that hasn't been able to happen. Right, right. So you get all this happening and, th- and this <laughs> this comes down. I-, I-, I wanted to ask you because you, you, you uh, like early on, uh, you know, as, as the-, the first version of the show wrapped up, um, you, you know, you know, everyone was saying, okay, this is, she's, she's destined for, for not good stuff. There was a few issues and then you just seem to turn everything around. Family became very important for you. Uh, and, uh, you know, do, do you remember that moment at which you said, okay, I've, I've, I've got to get real here. Um, what do you mean? Like regards to the show? Yeah, 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 the show and, and you'd be, you'd be the business ventures life. and Changing doing everything. Lifestyle. I mean, you you just you just like you, you know you started the family, started the businesses, and it seemed like there was yeah. a big turn. Um, well, I think once I realized I was pregnant, I literally mentally threw out the vodka bottles, the Marlboro Light cigarettes. Right. All right, I got to grow up now. I got to be a mom. I got to take care of these kids. And I always wanted kids, but I didn't expect it to be at 24 so soon. Right. Um, so I think right when I got pregnant and I got engaged, I was like, okay, it's happening, my fairy tale. So um, I, I don't know. I just feel like I've always was meant to be a mom. But I still have, you know, my wild side. Like instead yeah. of chugging bacas in Long Island, I chug <laughs> wine. <laughs> yeah, no, but, but it's, it's, it's cool. A lot of sometimes people can't pull it off, but 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 you did. I wanted to ask you, so uh, with, with, the, with your clothing line and with the, the stuff that you're selling, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm looking at some of the, the the prints, the animal prints. You should just send something to Joe Exotic in prison. Nope. Uh, did you watch nope. uh, Tiger King? Literally, I was I was definitely thinking about that, like sending him a nice sweater or some leopard socks. I but, mean, yeah, that'd be what, right what in his wheelhouse, right? Yeah, I mean, I feel like he would love my store. So when he gets out of prison, as long as he doesn't kill any tigers in my store, we're good. <laughs> yes, that's that was the bad part. But uh, as the character goes, it's, it's it's pretty wild. I wanted to ask you, too, the derivation of the name Snooky. And I don't know if this is an urban legend or not, but is it from the movie Save the Last Dance? Yes, it is. Okay, so so how? Is there a character in, in Save the Last Dance named Snooky? Yeah, the character Snooky is a DJ, and he's, like, goofy, and he's funny. And when I was growing up in school, one of my girlfriends, just one person, called me Snook. And I don't know why she started calling me that from him, but it ended up sticking with her. And it was the only person that called called me Snooky. And then when I tried out for the show on the application, they really wanted people to have nicknames. They were like, you know, do your friends call you anything? And, you know, all my friends call me Nick for yeah. the call. So I didn't really have a cool nickname, and I'm like, all right, wait. My one best friend calls me Snooky, and then all of a sudden, I'm known as Snooky. I'm like, crap. I should have made something different. But, um, you get stuck out. with it. Oh, but that's it, funny. But it made you pop. I mean, it also, yeah. just the character that you were, it made you pop. But that wasn't your first. You you were on another MTV show prior to Jersey Shore, were you not? Yeah, I was on this little um, one-episode show called Is She Really Going Out With Me? And I always wanted to do reality because I was a huge fan of the real world growing up. Yeah. And I just always wanted to, like, be in front of the camera and then, you know, get back to my life and then, you know, finish school and do all that stuff. Right. So to be able to, you know, be on Jersey Shore and have it be the phenomenon that it was and still is is insane. Yes. Uh, it, with, uh, with you know, your, your notoriety, your celebrity and all that stuff that happened with Jersey Shore, who... 
Who were you blown away uh, that you had a chance that you got to meet, like a celebrity? You know, because leading up to that, you were just you're one of us. You know, everyday people, and and then eventually you get this celebrity and you get to mix with others. Who were you blown away with that you got to meet? Oh God, I mean, I feel like we met so many crazy people. Um, but I will always remember meeting Hugh Jackman on our flight yeah. and he was beyond amazing. Like ah. he, he had, he was just so down to earth and humble. It was very refreshing. And then we met Beyonce one time on a, on a red carpet and we were actually walking in front of her. Cause we were, you know, we were trying to move down the carpet and we didn't want to bother her and be like, you know, annoying fans. She ended up stopping us. And saying how she loved the show and kissed every single one of us on the cheek. Oh, that's right. That's got to blow you away. Uh, so I, I watched my cheeks for like two weeks. That's that. Yeah, yeah. those are the moments. And you, you sometimes it's you, you're like you're nervous to meet people you admire because you don't want them to be you know schmucks and and, and treat you like crap. And those are good experiences. Oh, yeah, and that's happened. Uh, it's okay, so give us a name. <laughs> I can't. I, okay. I can't indulge in that information. But it <laughs> well, I wanted to ask you just one quick question about reality TV because you you know you, obviously you you that's responsible for a lot of what you did. Is there one reality show you just can't stand? Um, no. I no. love all reality. You love them all? Yeah. All right. Good Smart answer. answer. Nice. <laughs> all right, Snook, we know yeah. you got to run. Uh, we'll just tell everybody about uh, it's happening with Snooky and Joey and also the new baby gear line called Mama, which you can find at uh, B- uh, Best Buy Baby, I believe it is. Bye Bye Baby. That's bye Bye Baby. Bye Bye Baby. All right. Thank you, Snooky. <laughs> Take care. All right. We'll bye see bye you. Bye-bye. There she is. Snack. She was actually uh, sweet. She was nice, yeah. yes. Yeah. A lot of people don't like her. I'm looking at I'm looking at the text message. Uh, you know why? What? I don't know. I, don't why? know. I, I, I when she like you know who um uh Nicole Richie. Yeah. I, I couldn't stand her, and then she like seemed to pull it together, and I think that sort of happened with um. I didn't, Snooki. I didn't like Jersey Shore. I didn't watch it. I thought it was, you know, yeah. mindless to me personally. But I don't hate her for any no. particular. There was a time where she kind of drove me crazy, but I think she's turned around. And, yeah. Well, they got know. so big and, you yeah. know, so, yeah. so it did get a little annoying. Yeah, I watched yeah. it, not uh, religiously. Like, I think there were, you know, I, I, I didn't have to see every episode, but <laughs> I, it was almost like um, uh, Tiger King. Like, I well, just we, couldn't <laughs> look away at the, at the nonsense. We were talking about it on the show when it first came on yeah. and then the episodes of her trying, trying to figure out how to answer the duck phone yeah mm-hmm. uh i watched it Catherine. i think we all watched it and i think she was just trying to fit in yeah, you know? yeah i yeah. thought the guys were all pretty douchey <laughs> uh vinnie was probably the least because again i think vinnie and snooki were trying to like fit in yeah because like there were all these huge personalities on the show right, and right. they were not uh, personality wise is like in your face, and so they were just trying to fit in. Right. Hmm. All right. Listen, I want to go back. I want to wrap do up. It. I want to wrap up this list uh, that we got. It was the the uh, top searches from uh, Google for 2020. Uh, so the last category. God damn it! There we go. Where Sorry. Is it? All right. I had a, it was a fingernail uh, coming off, and I, I had to wouldn't come off. Then I throw it in the trash can. All right. Anyway, not the whole fingernail. It was you know, just, okay. Never mind. This morning on the president's broadcaster Preston Elliott lost an entire arm while reading a list of Google searches. Sorry, I hit the wrong button. That was Tom going into the junk drawer. He, he did that on NBC Nightly News. Uh, tonight we're taking a different approach to the world news. I'm going to reach into a virtual drawer and pull uh. things out. <laughs> so in the category of most searched people uh, that, uh, for Google, they categorized them as uh, number five was Tom Hanks, mm-hmm. number four, Kamala Harris, number three, Boris Johnson, Number two, Kim Jong-un. 
Kim Jong-un. Yeah. And number one was Joe Biden. Yeah, Kim jong he was supposed to be, like, dead, right? Yes. There was a while when he was, people either thought he was gravely sick or dead. And he still might be. You can't quite tell. <laughs> However, know. his, uh, the, the word is, uh, his sister is actually more ruthless than is he. Oh, my God. And okay. so she would have been next in line to take over. She still is, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, under the category of movies, uh, number five was Contagion. Yes. Uh, of course, because the pandemic hit, everybody yeah. started se- searching that. Number four is 365DNI. I'm assuming it's Indian because everything else that we don't know. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. It has to do with the uh, the mole treatment. The mm. What is it? Uh, I don't know, but check out the poster for it. Pretty sexy. It's not Indian. It's uh, Polish. Oh, Okay, three six five DNI. Ooh. Number three, Black Panther. Number two, nineteen seventeen. Yes, and number one is Parasite. So those were the top movie searches. Did you see nineteen seventeen? No, no. Ex- excellent. I need to it's, see it. Yeah, excellent. Yep. Yeah. Uh, then you have. We'll end with. Uh, we have two more uh, TV shows. Most searched TV shows. Uh, the Umbrella Academy was number five. Uh, number four was Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, Money Heist. Monkey Heist. <laughs> Is that what I had accidentally called it? Yeah. Uh, what was Money Heist about, though? I have seen something about Stealing that. Stealing monkeys. No. no. Uh, what no, was it it's, it's like a heist show. It's Spanish, right? Uh, yeah, it's from Spain. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number two, Big Brother Brazil. you got to be kidding me. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's still... Yeah. It still does... Huge. Around the world. Huge. More so than the United States. Well, because in other countries, they get graphic. They'll show during the regular broadcast. You don't have to go over to the second, you know, online streaming thing to get the graphic stuff. Number one, Tiger King. Yeah. I thought so. Top TV show searched in 2020. Can you believe it? Yep. <laughs> He's... He, <laughs> They love you. Yeah. They love you, Tiger King. Um, all right. And then uh, the and the last category I have, believe it or not, are the top five recipes Ooh. searched in 2020. Huh. All right. One of them has to be in there. I, uh, okay. Banana bread. Is banana bread Banana bread there? is not. What? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, number five is uh, Lamakin. I don't know what that is. L-A-H-M-A-C. UN. So Nick's going to look that up. We'll Lamakin? I'm a liking. Uh, number four is pizza. That's number a recipe? The no. first one is Turkish pizza. Oh, oh. is it? Yeah. Okay. The second one is uh, pizza pizza. Lamakin. All right. Number three, sourdough bread. <laughs> Tom, Tom Papa, Papa. would yeah. be uh, very excited to see that. Uh, number two, I don't know this one either. Ekmek. Ekmek? E key. <laughs> I'm seeing the letters. <laughs> And just shouting them out. And my mouth is not. Eeky (laughs) kakagi. My mouth is not (laughs) obeying. You idiot. Ekmek. Eeky kaplagi. How do you spell it? Eeky kaplagi. Ekmek. Ekmek. Eeky kaplagi. Kaplagi. (laughs) Turkish bread. So you did that before. <laughs> you were spelling parks. You were like P A arcs, P A arcs. Could just... it be all, could it be early onset dementia? That I'm <laughs> no, no, it's just of? it's just everything. I think it's Thursday. Uh, it's a bread pudding Ooh. that was historically <laughs> part of Ottoman cuisine. 
Oh, the Ottomans knew how to eat. Yeah, they put their feet up on everything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wait, Preston, uh, I thought I was going through early onset of dementia for a little while. You did too? Yeah, I researched, like, I Googled it and everything. I was like, it can happen. Yeah. (laughs) Right? (laughs) She woke up one morning and go, where did the mole on my face go? (laughs) It was there yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) I think the Indian cricket team (laughs) must have removed it. What did I do with the cricket team? Ekmek. Ekmek. And then the last one is, and I don't know this one either, Dalgona coffee. That Dalgona. Is, that was the number one recipe for the year of 2020 for um, oh, Google. What is it? Did oh, we talk about this? Turkish I think, coffee. Uh, no, it's South Korean or Indian or Macau. Uh, oh, we coffee. have, Nick. I've wanted yeah. to try this. We we it's like peanut it. butter, right? It, it, it looks so good. It's like coffee meets mousse. Yeah. It's like a little dessert, guys. Why don't you forget about the mousse <laughs> for a Dagalna? <laughs> for a Dagalna. Why don't you forget the mousse? Dalgona. For a Dagalna. For a Dalgona. <laughs> Uh, it is a beverage made by whipping equal portions of instant coffee powder. Yep, I remember yeah. that part because oh. we were like, really? Instant coffee powder? Sugar and hot water until it becomes creamy and then adding it to cold or hot milk. Occasionally it's topped with coffee powder, cocoa, crumbled biscuits, <gasps> or honey. Can we try that? That yeah, looks so good. God, does that look good. Where around here can you get something I don't know. like that? Dalgona um, Donnie's on the corner. Um, <laughs> the name is derived. Oh, sorry. That's okay. He clicked, uh, is derived from Dalgona, a Korean sugar sweet, uh, due to the resemblance in taste and appearance. Though most Dalgona coffee doesn't actually contain Dalgona. Something like that would, it looks nice, it would would have to taste sweet. Yes. If it looks like that. Though, you know, it's pretty good. I can't believe it's not Dalgona. Oh, well. All right, those are those are the top searches on Google. Interesting look. And this is just the beginning of the of the year-end lists that are going to pop up. All right, we need to take a break. We'll come back in a second, and we'll get some more Bizarre File stories as we move through our Thursday morning. We'll be right back. What's new? Glad you asked. Corey Taylor. Larkin Poe. Chris Stapleton. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. WXTU. No. No. No, it's 93.3 WMMR. That's is a song called Arkansas, and it is from uh, Chris Stapleton. And, uh, well, let's talk about that in a second. Let's take a look at NJM Insurance Group traffic and then see what's up, Kathy. What's going on? On City Avenue southbound between the Schuylkill Expressway and Presidential Boulevard, the right lane is closed with road construction. Uh, It was causing a delay on the Schuylkill all morning. Uh, Schuylkill eastbound right at City Avenue. There's now an accident that's uh, off to the right shoulder, so you're slow back to Belmont. Westbound slowing University to the Vine Expressway. Uh, Northeast extension northbound at Lansdale, right lane construction there in Delaware County, 322 between 261 and Smith Bridge Road. We've got construction work, so that's jammed as well. And then uh, in New Jersey, 295 
northbound between Center Square and 322. We've got that left lane construction. This traffic report brought to you by Allstate. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance. Save money with paper mile insurance from Allstate. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right. Thank you, Kathy. All right. So, yeah, as soon as we started playing that song, uh, Nick was like, wonder what the text messages are going to look like on this one. They look like you might think they look like... Listen, I I grew up a fan of Southern Rock, and I I love me some Leonard Skinnerd and some, Thirty Eight Special. Yeah, I like Thirty Eight Special, the Almond Brothers, and uh, Marshall the Tucker. Cure. Not the Cure, <laughs> not so much. Um, that one, I'll give you my my personal opinion. That's a little too close to country, traditional country, country music. Yeah. It's a little twangy. For, for what I prefer in my kind of country rock. And I do like some of the Chris Stapleton stuff that we've played before. I don't care for that one. Okay. Um, and, and now listen. Kathy I've was two-stepping throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I've told you many times, I'm not a one-listen guy. I, it takes me a few times to hear songs before yeah. they, they sink in, but on one listen, yeah, I'm not digging that. But Who uh, knows? Maybe by the third or fourth time, you'll be whooping might, it up. I might love it. Here, here's a text message that says, uh, this song is crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not, not good. good. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> Chris Stapleton's uh, a super talented guy. Yeah. Uh, now, I, uh, you know, I used to love like yeah. Marshall Tucker band too. You know, yeah, that, I said that. Yeah, yeah. I oh, I love, yeah I, I, but you know, I loved also. I loved the Marshall Tucker band. Um, I liked when uh, when Charlie Daniels did uh, some some rock yeah. type stuff. I was a fan of that as well. Uh, there's a few other bands I'm probably forgetting right now that fell into that southern rock. Uh, genre, but I, you know, I've got plenty of it on my on my own personal playlist at home. But that just sounded a little straight straight ahead honky tonk uh, to me. So, but listen, everybody's got their. Uh, That's the great thing about music about rock and roll. About rock and roll. Uh-huh. I'm just tired of arguing with people about music. Like, <laughs> who cares, man? Like, I, I like it, you know. Or if you don't like it, you don't like it. That's fine. Like, just. Why do you have to be a dick about something if, if I don't like it? That's what I don't get. Are anymore. they attacking you for liking it? No, no, no. Oh. But you've seen that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, like yeah. They're not coming after me for liking that song because I didn't <laughs> state my opinion on it until just now. But if you Nick like must be behind it. Well, if you like something, you're a pussy. Or if yeah. you love something, uh, you're an A. A-hole. Right. You know, it's like... There are bigger issues like Kathy's yeah. face and the mole removal. Exactly. Yeah. IPL laser. Oh, and by the way, also, you can like certain songs but not others from the same artist like yes. i said there's some chris stapleton stuff i think it's awesome i don't like that song in particular yeah, right. so you know you a-hole yeah uh <laughs> i'm a i'm an effing hater i guess somebody okay. or, yeah yeah shut the f up and blah 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 i don't like how people label music when something when it's not that right it's all rock and roll it's all like you and uh, trap and trap music you're and a big fan Apparently, Apparently Stapleton is very much trap. Right? Apparently, Post Malone is not trap, but uh, He's everything trap. on the internet says that he uh, does trap music. But anyway, oh, by the way, Casey, Casey was explaining to him it's a format that I was not familiar with trap. And then Casey got some responses that were like, when he said Post Malone, he's like, they were they were saying, no, no, that's not trap. Uh, it is. It might be a different version of it. Casey was using Post Malone as an example so that I would understand. Because if he would have rattled off these other names of, of the trap musicians, I would have gone, I have no idea what you're talking about. So you right. actually did the very proper thing. Right, and, right and up here on the internet. Yeah, right? no, he's in yeah. the vein. He's yeah. in, he, he, he does a little bit of this and that, and part of his style is that. So right. um, you, you did what you were supposed to. You, you made me understand it in a way. But I, I will understand. say, categorically, because I listened to the album, Miley Cyrus's new record is not rock. It is not okay. rock. Right. Everybody's saying they're they're trying to categorize it as her departure to, from 
whatever to and now she's in the rock realm. It's not, and okay. it's it's not bad. I'm not saying it's because I enjoyed it, right? But just because she does, is uh, it more? Is it just? Is it stri- Is it more uh, ro- aggressive pop? It's pop. I mean, pop. she she does a, a, a collab with uh, yeah. Billy Idol, right? She does her own little thing of like an Edge of Seventeen, right? With uh, Stevie Nicks, yeah, right. uh, and she does a cover of Heart of Glass. But I'm sorry, it's just, not it's, not, it's not rock, you. and I'm not you. hating on her. Here's a few more artists that are being added via text message that we could put in that uh, Southern Rock vein. Molly Hatchet being one of them. Yep. And then The Outlaws. Man, I, I shared a song with Casey, and I think Nick, too, uh, from The Outlaws called uh, Greengrass and High Tides. It's oh, a, it's I love a, that. It's almost 10 minutes long. It is the most badass, rockin' Southern rock tune this this the guitar solos in it are just awesome. I love that song. It's not straight up twangy at all. It's just a, a country leaning rock band. But if you have if you have some time to check out a uh, an anthemic piece of country rock, go check out this song called Green Grass and High Tides from the Outlaws. It is awesome. So uh, anyhow, um, yeah. So you know what we're, we're, the, 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 they, we took it out for a spin. That's what you got to do. Yeah. You know, it's the legend. Look at the history of MMR and how much we've played. Played everything. Yeah. In fact, Pierre will probably give us a lesson on that when he comes in here. He always (laughs) likes to mention that, you know, Michael Jackson and and a bunch of other stuff has been played on MMR throughout the years. Um, The Pina Colada song. Yeah. Come on, man. Rupert Holmes. Was that played on? (laughs) You think that was played on? Probably not. No, I don't think so. Um, but anyway, somebody was pointing out that Jackson and Sarah would have loved that. I guess they're they're the big Stapleton, Chris Stapleton fans. Oh, right? they, they are. They're huge Stapleton fans. Well, I don't know if they. Casey, know that you one and um, uh, Post Malone share a birthday. I know. I didn't know what? that. Yeah, I'm t- exactly twenty years older than he. Wow. Is. Huh. Yeah. He'd call you pops. Anyhow, that's our music discussion. We now have Bizarre File Stories to share. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. Brought to you by Stock Car Racing Experience. We'll strap you into a 600-horsepower NASCAR-style stock car, then take you for the drive of your life at speeds up to 160 miles Whoa. per hour. Check them out at 877stockcar.com. A Cleveland woman was teaching class online when a man broke into her house, threatened her with a knife, and robbed her. Robbed her. <laughs> robbed her of her watches and her husband's wedding ring. I'd like to report a robbery. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Excuse me, man. What is that? It's like a robbery. What a day. <laughs> it's like Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Listen up, everybody. This is a rattery. <laughs> we don't know what that is. <laughs> what are we supposed to do? Amanda uh, Zupancic was teaching a, via Zoom shortly after 11 a.m. from her home office when she heard a strange noise. She said, I think someone's breaking into my house. She told her students before she stepped away from her computer screen. Uh, Zapancic confronted the stranger, was a man on her staircase leading to the second floor of her home. The man identified as Charles Dorset, ordered Z- uh, Zapancic into her bedroom and said, get on the effing ground. I'm going to cut your effing throat. Wow. That give, seems aggressive. Give me your wallet and keys. Well, that's the difference. A robbery yeah, is much yeah. more violent. <laughs> Yes, yes, I want to report a robbery. Oh my God, they're much more aggressive. 
She told Dorset that her keys were downstairs and he allowed her to go down to the first floor. However, instead of handing over the keys, Zapancic released her dogs who went after Dorset. Dorset fled the house carrying... <laughs> Carrying two boxes with watches and her husband's wedding ring. Now, listen, she ran after the guy with a pair of scissors screaming wow. for help. Yeah. We were going to respond to a martyr, which is not <laughs> as brutal as a murder, so we're able to get over to the rabbery. Uh, two men doing work on a house nearby heard Zapancic screams. One confronted Dorset, who began thrashing at him with a knife. What? Ballsy move. One of the men uh, got him to drop the boxes and saw him throw the knife to the ground. Dorset was arrested. A student's mother, actually, who was also on the call, when he had broken in, called the police after hearing the man telling the teacher, get on the floor, I'll cut your effing throat. Jeez. Uh, the watches were recovered, but the wedding ring remains lost. Uh, <laughs> Dorset was charged with aggravated burglary, aggravated robbery, and two counts of felonious assault. Thieves have stolen electronic equipment from a Russian military aircraft known as a doomsday plane. Oh, no. For its role in the country's nuclear arsenal. Where are the keys to doomsday machine? Uh, reports say unknown thieves broke into the Ilyushin 280 plane at an airfield in the southern region of Rostov. You left keys in Doomsday Machine? <laughs> it is unclear when the incident took place, but 39 units of equipment and five radio uh, boards were taken. Uh, the local government said an investigation was underway. Military experts say the aircraft is one of four 280s designed to be used as airborne command posts for Russian officials, including... Uh, I know that in your country, you, you don't like us much neither, but... I would suggest for the doomsday machine, maybe a fob. (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) uh, But it includes the president in the event of a nuclear conflict, so that's where he would go. Do you remember that movie Firefox with uh, Clint Eastwood? Clint Eastwood, yeah. yeah. He had to steal that uh, That, that top secret chap. Yeah. Uh, this is more of like a, like an AWAC. It's a oh, is it yeah. okay? Yeah, All so right. it's not I a fighter you. jet. Yeah, um, yeah. So further details have not been publicly disclosed about the equipment taken by the thieves, but the incident has raised questions about the safety of Russia's strategic military equipment. A 17-year-old Duncan employee working in Georgia is recovering after being stabbed in the arm by an angry customer. Reports say a man and woman initially went through the drive-thru, and police say the man was upset that Duncan ran out of a certain donut flavor. A video clip on Twitter shows fists flying between the man and the store employee before the man pulls out a knife. That's insane. The woman appears to try and intervene before backing away. Now, I know I get a little buggy when the Duncan machine's not working right, but uh, this is a little over the top. Police say that the victim was stabbed in the upper arm during the brawl and are asking anyone with information on the attack to contact them. We'll do one more story, and then we will wrap it up. Let's go. Man, these are pretty bad ones. Let me go with a good one. Uh, Here, a man was arrested, excuse me, and charged in connection with theft at the Titlelands Wakamawa Wakamawa Community Hospital. (laughs) Investigators say 27-year-old Matthew Brandt was visiting the hospital on Monday before the death of a family member. Uh Oh. When he stole controlled substances, including a partially used fentanyl drip bag. Oh, dear. Holy hell. Uh, the sheriff's it's like a Christmas present. Office was uh, notified moments after the theft. and the How hus- much was in it, did they say, in the drip bag? It was half. Oh, Jesus. It was half full. 
Uh, and uh, after the theft happened, hospital security used surveillance videos to help identify the suspect. Agents with the narcotics unit tracked uh, the man, Brandt, uh, to an apartment. Authorities found him, and he was in possession of stolen items. He was arrested and charged with two counts of theft of a controlled substance. Wow. God. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. Ask you a question about today's show. And see if you know the answer to that. But in the meantime, Case, can I give away uh, yeah. some of these? We have this uh, screening. It's a virtual seat uh, to the virtual screening of the movie Greenland with Gerard Butler. And it's like a comet is yes. going to destroy Earth. It's a type of movie like that. Um, it will be December 15th at 7.30 that you'll get to see this. It will take five callers at 215-263-WMMR. Greenland, by the way, is on demand everywhere on December 18th. We'll be back in just a moment. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let's do this. We're going to do today's lesson question, and we're going to see if you've been paying attention to the program. I'm going to ask a question about something that took place earlier on the pro- the show to prove that you indeed were listening at that point in time. So we're not going to go back too far. We're going to go back and ask you the question, how do you spell ECMEC? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Sometimes we give you one from not that long ago, which was about 45 minutes ago. How do you spell ECMEC? 215-263-WMMR. Call now if you know the answer. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Trash this morning is brought to you by Primo Hoagies. Game day and holiday gatherings might be more intimate this year, but just because you can't host Primo Celebration, Primo, uh, doesn't mean that you can't have a Primo Hoagie. Locations at PrimoHoagies.com, it's not just a hoagie. It's a Prime. It's a Prime. <laughs> What's going on, Steve? Well, producers of the new movie Greenland, describing the difficulty in making a harrowing film about an earth-killing comet, Apparently, the biggest problem was not having 2020 make it feel like a really funny comedy. Mm. Oh, my God. A bit of familial emotion on display when Prince William and Queen Elizabeth had their second public get-together since March. This was on Tuesday. At the end of the event, honoring first responders, William reportedly extended his hand towards the Queen and with a quiver in his voice said, pull my finger. And finally, HBO's popular True Blood series is being rebooted with an all-new cast. This time, though, the story will not involve vampires, but will focus in on the family life of a UPS driver in Queens. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see if we can find an answer to the question this morning, which is, how do you spell (laughs) ECMEC? How do I spell ECMEC? 215-263-WMMR. Let's go to the phones. And we're going to go to Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. Good morning. Durga, Durga. Durga, buddy. All right, how do you spell uh, Ekmek? E-K-K-B-L-A-K-I. It's close enough, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'll take Kablaki. Uh We're going to get your information, bud, and we are going to give you a digital download of Tenet. Filmed by Christopher Nolan, fighting for survival in the world. The protagonist is armed with only one word, and that is Tenet. On a mission, unfolding is something beyond real time, not time travel, inversion. You can see it in theaters now and own it December 15th. Let's do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! 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 
Brought to you this morning by Omaha Steaks. Visit omahasteaks.com and type Preston in the search bar to get exclusive deals, including the Deluxe Grillers assortment, which includes four free burgers and a free digital meat thermometer. Omaha's. How many grillers do they include? What's that? How many grillers do they include? <laughs> no grillers. Grillers. Oh. Uh, the Deluxe Grillers assortment. Ah. Uh, four free burgers and a free digital meat thermometer. Omaha Steaks. Com. To celebrate last week's release of the White Stripes Greatest Hits, two classic live performances are now streaming at the official White Stripes YouTube channel. The performances are of Dead Leaves and The Dirty Ground and My Doorbell, which were both originally part of the band's September 2005 Live VH1 session in conjunction with the release of Get Behind Me Satan. White Stripes Greatest Hits is a collection of 26 previously released songs, and it is available now digitally worldwide and on vinyl and CD in the U.S. as well as CD in Canada. See the front man, Shaw Morgan, revealed how he has been dealing with his band's inability to tour during the coronavirus. He said, it's just been a very trying time to feel like uh, my entire livelihood has been taken away from me. And that's obviously due to the reasons we all know. But it's been such an interesting thing to understand. For example, there's no guarantee as of right now that we're going to go back to work next year. Uh, They're saying tentatively that there will be a chance of touring. But there's not a very good chance there's another year that's going to go by where we're not going to be able to tour. So that's something I'm learning to come to terms with. He said, I have to figure out what else I can do in my life and which other avenues I can pursue. Because this one might be taken away from me involuntarily for quite some time. So it's up to me to find something else that makes me feel worthwhile and that I have some sort of worth. But that's a struggle, too. He said, on one hand, I'm seeing my three-year-old, who was two and a half when all this started. And I'm seeing how she develops and grows and how her vocabulary has exploded and how this little person is slowly emerging from this toddler body. Uh, And if I'd been on the road, I wouldn't have seen that. So that part of it, I'm so happy and grateful for. The other side is I'm starting to wonder if touring like we used to in the old days is something that I want to do anymore. So now I'm having an existential crisis as well as far as do I still want to do this for a living as far as a touring musician goes. So I'm sure that there are other people that are wrestling the very similar thing who live life out on the road like that. Yeah, no, it's a whole... Different set of considerations. Yeah. Gene Simmons has saluted his old friend Eddie Van Halen in an interview. Uh, Simmons said, when Eddie came along, nobody played like that. And I'm not even talking about the quality of the songs or Dave completely taking the front man to the nth level. He said, I mean, at that time, Dave was a king. There was nobody. If Mick Jagger stood next to him, it would be like a sixth grader. And he really took it all the way. The whole band, the musicianship, the songwriting. But when Edward would get in front of that stage and start tapping and stuff, which I'd never seen before, he said apparently it had been done by jazz musicians and everything, but your jaw drops. Clearly, no one since Jimmy had that kind of impact. There's one thing about Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley is that they've always had real deal admiration for other uh, musicians, and they've yeah. always fostered... Their success, you know, that's uh, their their fans as well. In fact, fostering the success, Gene a while back was talking about his early connection to Van Halen. He said, I found a band called Van Halen and flew them New York to New York and produced their first demo, which included their first record and a lot of the other tunes that would end up on other albums throughout the years. And I couldn't convince our manager, Bill uh, O'Coin, to sign them or the record company, Casablanca, because Bill O'Coin thought that they looked like Black Oak, Arkansas. 
Which is true. Black Oak, Arkansas was like, they had a couple of minor hits. And right. the lead singer looked like David Lee Roth. Same mannerism, same hair, same outfit. Like he wore, you know, his, his belt where was, uh, you know, bullets and right, stuff like right, that. Right. He looked a lot like Dave. He said, and I told him that he was on crack again because nobody knew who that band was. And so what if they were there? This is the next big band in America. I really believed it. I couldn't convince anybody so I said to them, you know, I got you signed to a production deal. Go back to L.A. after the tour. Let's see what happens. I got to go out on tour with Kiss. He said, at the end of the tour, they got to deal with Warner Brothers. So I tore up the contract, and I said, consider this a gift. He could have held on to it. Yeah. But he, he let him go because he knew it was, it was the right thing to do. So there you go. My Chemical Romance has released a makeup line inspired by their <laughs> 2004 album, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. Uh, the collaboration with cosmetic company Hip Dot will be available on December 10th and features a double-ended liquid eyeliner Ooh. and a nine-color eyeshadow palette. Kathy's Ooh. on board. Ooh. Now, would you use that eyeliner as lipstick, Kathy? Because <laughs> I know sometimes <laughs> you, like, you like to improvisationally apply your makeup. Oh, they also have uh, SpongeBob makeup. Ooh. Sponge- SpongeBob, all that glitters. Oh. That's kind of uh, fun. It looks, yeah, it looks very... Um, Costumey. Okay. And then one last thing. I, I just came up with an eyeliner for chickens. <laughs> for chickens. <laughs> for goth chickens. That would be pretty great. Mm. Well, it just it gives them a little more. It gives them a little more to work with. Sure, sure, exactly. I mean, a lot of them don't live very long. They don't. If they're going to be, and they've got to find their look quickly. Yes. <laughs> and then if you, if the foundation tends to fall off their feathers. Okay. Gene Simmons makeup for chickens. For chickens. Okay. I like it. Uh, Brian Head Welch told Terry Bees Beezer. <laughs> They're in the We Have Three Names Club. That he and his corn bandmates have some exciting things coming in 2021. But for now, you're unlikely to see them live streaming because the guys are at home dealing with the same pandemic-related issues that everyone else is. Uh, the guitarist said these guys got uh, young kids running around. And what are they going to do? What you going to do? Just leave their wives with the home school stuff. I'm impressed with my corn brothers. Uh, they're stepping up and doing school with their kids, he said. My corn brothers. So that's Brian Head Welch and Terry Bees Beezer talking. All right. There you go. That's what I got for Oh, you. to be a fly on the wall. That's music news. Let's take a break. Come back. Get ready to wrap this thing up. If you've been keeping track of the letters, don't miss the next one. It might be the one you need. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR and Parks Casino and Sportsbook present Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle, the Polly Annabelle edition, and the return of the horrendous holiday attire competition, the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Contest. This year's event is, surprise, going virtual. It's basically a good old-fashioned white elephant party. So get ready to steal your way to happiness. Tune in December 22nd. At stake, some of the coolest prizes, gadgets, and gifts from our winter wonderland of clients and sponsors. Like Peter Jackson's Middle Earth Trilogies, Kanan Sunglasses, and Steven Singer Jewelers. Go to WMMR.com for details and online photo entry for the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Contest. Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle, the Polly Annabelle Edition. Presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. It's a Christmas miracle. And 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We've come to the end of our broadcast day. Our show is over. Uh, but I have thoroughly enjoyed today's radio program. It's been fun. 
I want to thank Snooky for being on the show Yay. today. She was, she was nice. Good. Yep, she was. She was good. And our uh, kind of last minute guest, Beverly Goldberg. Yeah. Of Goldberg's fame. And you know what? She actually got back in touch with Marissa and wants to clarify something. Something? All right, what's going on? She said, and this is, she wanted to add an addendum to our conversation. And this is in quotes. It says, I would like everyone to know that Barry was the son who took me on a vacation with them to Europe and other places. Also, he is the one who calls me all the time to see that I'm doing okay. I didn't mean to make him sound like he was grabbing the generous Hanukkah gift. <laughs> they also asks me all the time if I can afford it. So Barry's a good son. Okay. Uh, Do you think Barry she, called him? I, called her, called I mean? Her, I don't know. But she just she felt bad about what she said about Barry wanting the, the Hanukkah gift. <laughs> and she felt that she had to call back That's in. hilarious. Barry listens to the show, right? That's what she said. Yeah, so I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if he was catching some flack. Ma! Ma! <laughs> but it was great having them on the show today. Uh, Pierre Robert is here. How are you, Pierre Robert? I'm feeling very plexiglass. Very ple- Yeah, we have, you know, we haven't even mentioned that. We have some plexiglass that has been put in Where place. Where did those come from? Well, they, I think they were. I think we had them out at the um, at the camp, camp out. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. And they uh, they were they they take care of everything from Ebola to coronavirus. Right. And we'll put up. We'll probably put up one between Nick and the spot that you're in in the very near future, so that we can maybe slowly start to phase guests back in once things start to get a little bit better. Not cool. not on air, off air though. Um, Steve sounds fine, but Nick sounds like he's in a tunnel for me. What, oh off, no, kidding! You said off air. Off air. Huh. Off air. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Yeah, probably blocks and then goes up on the ceiling yeah, it's and, weird. and like bounces it's almost... back to Well, what I do yeah. is I just walk around the partition and talk to <laughs> No, you're fine. You know, in every crisis, um, someone makes out well, and the plexiglass salesmen <laughs> yeah. have made yes. a killing. Oh, yeah. Um, it's like it's like uh, the aluminum siding salesman in the 50s. Yeah. Don't ever paint that house again. We'll slap the siding on it. Of course, the wood will be rotting underneath it, and uh, the paint will still be cracking, but you won't see it. Um, and now we have plexiglass salesmen making a, a very important living. Yard signs, those Yard have signs. gone way up. Yeah. Uh, we were talking to Casey. I introduced me to a bike salesman recently. He said that they're oh, they were just like, gone through the roof. I tried since, to get a, yes. um, a uh, what's it called? A beach cruiser? On, no, that goes on the back of your car. The oh, bike, bike rack? Bike rack, rack. Yeah. Yes, a rack. Um, and you already they were, have a rack. <laughs> yeah. Hey! hey. hey. No, the bike wow. racks were sold out for months. I went yeah, there I in, back in like, like back in like April. They just called me. They were like, "Your bike racks in." Right? Well, oh my god! Well, yeah. yeah, well, stuff just started. Yeah, people said, all right, "All right, if I can't do this, I'm going to do this," and all that stuff has done very well. Yeah, I mean, some businesses have suffered, but some have thrived. Yeah. So, it's, as they say, Preston, some stuff's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some stuff's bad. No, no, no. no. <laughs> the way it goes, man. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Letter of the day? Yeah. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter R, as in Robert. All right, and we have a large Kilwins King of Prussia gift basket uh, filled with fine chocolates, fresh hand paddled fudge. Sea salt caramels, hand-dipped chocolate pretzels, hot chocolate mix, festive holiday treats, and a $100 Kilwins King of Prussia gift card. Located in the King of Prussia Town Center, 
Stop in for a variety of gift packages and to see amazing treats uh, that are being made right in front of the store. Kilwins, sweet in every sense since 1947, by the way. Uh, what's happening today, ma'am? Well, one quick note. Uh, it's the last day for the flash sale for the Pierre mask, uh, which has got the um, the lightning bolt of white ah. uh, that you can get a black mask with the white of my beard. That's brilliant. On it. Uh, it, yeah, I don't know who came up with that. I don't know. It was Pancake or Eric or whoever, but it was brilliant. So acknowledgments to whoever did it uh, who, and God help whoever wants it. But it, it's there if you do. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure it's a hot item. That's why we're still plugging it. But apparently it's extended uh, till three o'clock today on that flash sale. We got workforce blocks of the white stripes for Meg White's birthday, Metallica in a workforce block and Blink 182 for Tom DeLonge's birthday. Ah, wonderful. Should be, today's Tom DeLonge's birthday? Yes, it I is. Did you make it. our list? I missed it my Son birthday. Son of a bitch. That sucks. Sometimes okay. these things happen. They you know, the do. late, great Diana Ross often said... What? Um, no, she doesn't. Hang on. Tom uh, DeLonge's 45th birthday on Sunday. Sorry. <laughs> 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 Thank you. In advance of his birthday. Well, I always like to plan ahead. Uh-huh. And that's why I knew that. I was testing your musical knowledge, oh, thank actually. You. Pancake, that we had planned that, that he would come in and correct me and say, you didn't read it, you idiot. It's actually Sunday. Huh? But I actually knew that, and he actually was planning to But do you guys that. work we, out great routines. We, we yeah. have huge routines. Hey. You ought to see us dance. And he passed the test. Yeah. So yeah. that's a yeah. good thing. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to, <laughs> I want to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show today brought to you by Duncan. Get cheers in at Duncan this holiday season with their holiday inspired signature drinks. Also brought to you today by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors, and by Meineke doing car care right. Uh, tomorrow on our program, ending in fine fashion. Number one, we're going to have uh, actress and host Brooke Burns on the show. We love her. We She's do. all over the game show channel. And a biggie, Kevin Bacon. Oh. Kevin Bacon! Oh. On the program tomorrow. Should be pretty the damn The Baconator. Cool. The Baconator. <laughs> that is it. We are done. Rage on and have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Okay. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Oh, thanks for the nice crappy weather, Sean. You constantly want snow or you're going to get some flurries. Next message. Good morning, it's 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 Next message. Yeah, no sad bro Friday. Wait, oh, only Thursday? What the f***? Sad. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.